0: We're going to have to find some way where he's not going to get into trouble. I know, I know.
1: I just keep asking myself why we met up on that road. You know why at that exact moment he was there. Mac, it's like maybe it happened for a
2: reason. You think you're supposed to take care of him? Maybe. Hi, Richie.
1: Hi, Mikey. I mean, look at him, Mac. Look. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body.
2: Yeah, Richie, he's not a puppy. He's a man, and he's an immortal. What do you think would have happened if if we hadn't been there? But we were. We won't always be.
0: Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, (laughs) the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith.
2: This is Kyle. This is Eamon. I want to do a quick experiment. Let's all, well, Keith, you've said it 17 times. (laughs) Kyle, say hallelujah, but don't think about it. Just say it. Just say it. Hallelujah. 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 I feel like we say it all like in a Philadelphian oh, gee, really? way. Oh, Really? Like, hallelujah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like. Yeah, what you talking
0: yeah, about?
2: Like, you hallelujah. want a tuna hoagie? Hallelujah. hallelujah. Yeah, no, we do. <laughs>
0: Eagles <laughs> fly. <laughs> So, this is going to be an interesting episode. Should we yes. wrap it up right now? <laughs> yeah. Yep. This Thanks week, for listening. Yep. We're going to be talking about Season 4, Episode 3, The Innocent, which is a sensitive episode, we'll say. It's actually, this is a very special episode of Highlander. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. That's right. But before we hop into our Does, discussion... Do else,
1: did this episode almost make
0: anyone else cry? Yeah. Um, I was prepared for it, too, but I, I think I've seen it too many times. I think uh, yeah, I'm desensitized to <laughs> you,
2: you <laughs> got, human you suffering.
1: You've got a, you a callus <laughs> yeah. around your heart. That's Ooh. true.
2: Callus comes back in this episode. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> yeah. train.
1: Around Key heart. As a train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Callus, oh, the train. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we hop into talking about this week's episode, we have uh, some fun stuff to do. We've got some reader mail. There was a gauntlet throw down, thrown down on our very first episode of Season three, so we're going to get to that. But I thought first we'd uh, kind of break the ice of this episode by doing a little snack review. Yeah, this will be the latest thing that happens in this episode. Exactly. So uh, last week's mini episode, you probably heard us review some uh, interesting snacks from Asia, and uh, we're going to continue that trend this week. Ooh. Don't worry, Eamon, they're not so bad.
2: Soba noodles.
0: Anyway, I had these snacks from a couple weeks ago. It was Rewatcher Kyle's birthday, and... I had purchased some of these snacks for him, and I forgot to bring them to the party. Woo! So, we're going to try to use them now. Kyle, why don't you open it up? What do we got?
1: (laughs) We have Lay's Mexican tomato chicken flavor, Wow! is is the quote. And the picture is very unappetizing. (laughs) The picture is like a bisected tomato that's real, like, fleshy looking. And then also just like, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be chicken stock or like a bowl of olive oil, but it's in a glass bowl next to some sliced potatoes. Needless to say, I am stoked to try this. Yeah. So these are from China and these are Lay's potato chips. Lay's. What makes the Mexican tomato? What does that even mean?
0: I get the impression it's like a salsa flavor. That's my guess, but they're well, calling it Mexican tomato. How do they it smell? Is, it
1: is a – well, maybe it was just when I opened the bag initially and it, like, let out all its gases. But <laughs> it's got a pungent flavor or a pungent smell. Okay. It's definitely supposed to be, like, channeling salsa. Chicken some, salsa. It reminds me of ketchup chips. If ah. going to add those, which, I mean, whether you think they're great or terrible depends on the person. but People
0: not dip av- chips in ketchup. That's something that I was never no. familiar
1: with until, like – Get them out.
0: Not too long ago. And I'm just like <laughs> – I mean, I guess, like, you dip a french fry in ketchup, but uh, I'm not into it. No. Oh, boy, there it is, Eamon.
1: <laughs> Eamon just had, like, a look of murderous rage <laughs> on his face while we were talking about dipping chips in ketchup. Like, all I could picture is just being like, these people should be killed. They should no be. No trial, just killed. They should be. Yeah, this definitely has a chicken
0: odor to it. Yeah. Chicken. Like chicken odor.
1: Yeah. Oh, you seem intrigued by this more than the rest of us. I'm getting like a chicken or tomato soup vibe. There is a tomato
2: soupiness to it.
1: Yeah, they're a little sweet. Yeah, I, I can see the ketchupiness too.
2: Ketchup. These seem
1: like something I would never buy, but I would totally eat a whole bag. Mm-hmm. That's basically where I am.
2: Where do you get these Asian lays?
1: I got them in Philadelphia's Chinatown.
2: I feel like we left a,
1: a joke opportunity lying on the floor with Asian lays. Asian but, <laughs> lays. <laughs> but that's whatever.
2: true. I I was thinking about it, and I was like, uh, maybe not.
0: Well, no glove, no love.
2: Maybe not, no glove, no love. Yeah, that's a perfect Asian (laughs) lay.
1: Well, very good. What are we thinking? Scale, scale one to ten. What are we giving these bad boys? I'll give them a six. Yes, six is what I was thinking as
0: well. Like they're not terrible. I don't know if I would buy them again, but like they're in some strange way addicting. I think because they're kind of sweet too. Yeah, they're a little bit sweet with a real salty after. Taste
2: they have like a fresh flavor,
0: fresh tomato, fresh Mexican fresh tomato, Mexican
2: fresh tomato. Mexican <laughs> <laughs> tomato. It is, the
0: name of it is very strange, like the Mexican because I expected it to be, yeah, more s- salsa y, but like I didn't get a lot of onion or like cilantro. Well, it's, a, it's not that, it's
2: just the tomato. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: just the tomato.
2: Is it called fresh Mexican tomato? Did I make that up? It, or it's it, just, it, no, no fresh, just no fresh, just Mexican okay.
0: tomato chicken flavor
2: mexican tomato chicken Mm -hmm. maybe that's a type of chicken a tomato chicken
1: right but there's a picture of a tomato on it so it's not that
2: (laughs) oh so is the bowl like chicken broth did we i think the bowl is chicken Chicken broth like chicken
0: bouillon which is like a pretty typical ingredient in china like they put dried chicken bouillon in like tons of stuff like Mm. throw it on top of noodles or whatever
1: Uh, It's like a condiment. Interesting.
0: There we go. So that's how we opened this episode.
1: (laughs) This very heavy episode. It's all downhill from here, people. That's right.
0: Okay, so on our very first episode of this season, the gauntlet was thrown down. By two of our super fans, Brian's, Brian S., and James's, (laughs) Jim S., uh, Jim from Detroit. Uh, So, they both took up this challenge. Uh, So, Kyle, why don't you read this first email from Jim S., Jim's. And so, we should remind people what this was over, because Jim S. believed Duncan was not too judgy, whereas Brian's believed he was judgy. So, we were like, go at it, fight it out on air. So, let's read this first email from Jim's.
1: Guys, great podcast as always. Interesting fact. I learned of this episode in San Francisco at something called Syndicon. It was a series of conventions aimed at syndicated TV shows, and they held one for Highlander in April of 1995. Bill Panzer was invited to attend. He said we'd love the season four first episode because they were able to actually film a little in Scotland at the end of season three before everyone went back to Vancouver. I don't know why I chose to read it that way, but it was a choice (laughs) and I'm sticking with it. There would be some flashbacks with pre-immortal Duncan MacLeod. Someone asked if we would see Mac as a little boy. Mr. Panzer said no. It was Adrian. But wow, that was a really good suggestion. But notice that in the first episode of season five, we get young boy Duncan. As to your challenge, Brian's, it's on. I stand by my statement. To steal from from a Mac Bolan quote, I am not your judge. I am your judgment. Mac Bowen is the executioner, a pulp paperback character that's been around forever. Oh, yeah. The character that is the Punisher is a direct ripoff of him. <laughs> Interesting. This is, this is loaded with some good trivia here. I'm already on board, James. We see Mac make judgments, such as Nazis in World War II, still around working with skinheads, is not a good person. But Mac restrains himself, freedom of speech and all. It's not until, he, until the priest is murdered that he acts. Also, damn where Anne. So there's that too. But Let's go back to Cage slash Mac doesn't kill him in the present for crimes that went back 20 and 60 years. Then the Sea Witch, the immortal villain, was a stooge for Stalin. Stalin killed more people than Hitler. Yet Mac doesn't go after him until until he has to rescue the girl. And don't forget that the girl is in trouble because Stalin boy is now a major drug dealer. Mac helps the girl who is in cahoots with the drug dealer. He doesn't abandon her. I believe this is the first episode that David Bromowitz was in charge of it, and it shows. When Mac hears a girl is in trouble because she stole from a drug dealer, his reaction wasn't, hey, work for drug dealers and you deserve what you get. It was, wow, it's really stupid to steal from drug lords. (laughs) It isn't so much of a judgment as it is a statement of the obvious. There's a difference between judging actions, according to one's moral code, and denying people help, compassion, care, and services. Hmm. That's a fair point. You can disagree with someone's actions without being judgmental. For example, I do not drink. I never have. I don't believe in it. Don't approve of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a little judgy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't approve of it. Yeah. Yet, I do not begrudge anyone a cold beer or a shot of vodka. That's why they make chocolate and vanilla. Who am I to say how others should act? I have judged drinking to be something not for me. I think the rewatchers... And not approved (laughs) of. I'm going to go ahead and say that the rewatchers have all judged it as being very appropriate for us. Mm -hmm. That's true.
0: Sub-challenge, Jim's is a little judgy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Judge Jim's. Judge Jim's. But it's not judgmental to call the cops on someone who has gotten in his or her car, and dri- uh, driving while drunk. At some point, you have to act responsibly. Judgmental is when uh, I am offered a drink and say no thanks and get asked why. Am I too good for that? Am I told that I bet you're be- better than me as a result of turning on a drink? Am I shunned for being a snobby, goody two-shoes? That's judgmental. Hey, he's really working some stuff out on paper here. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, no one deserves to call you a snotty goody two shoes snobby goody two shoes excuse me duncan is after all a student of darius as duncan pointed out darius wasn't a priest because he was a diehard catholic he was a priest because he wants if he wants to help mortals he has to use mortal means to do so when tess says that darius respects the seal of confessional and would result in the killer going free mac points out that the courts let guilty people go all the time should we get rid of courts I don't remember this interaction, but I'm sure he remembers better than me. Another example of Mac learning to live with the imperfections of the world. Oh man, there's still more evidence here. He's really piling it up. In call of authority, Mac listens to Mako and is forced to concede that Mako has a really good point. We need laws and uh, he does not interfere with Richie or Mako. He doesn't force Richie to obey him, despite being Richie's teacher. He lets Richie make his own decisions, and the result is Mako and the girl's death. Richie has to live with the consequences of his actions. Parenthetical, and when Richie has his Dark Knight of the Soul in Season 5, Richie kills a lot of immortals for no really good reasons. Mac doesn't shun him for that, despite the fact that one of the guys Richie killed was an old friend of Mac's. Richie's a little ahead of uh, where we are now, but... This is a good point. There's a difference between having a moral philosophy and trying to navigate a world with few absolute black and whites, though Nazis are always bad, and saying, I know what's right for everyone. And there's a difference between saying, who am I to judge, and doing nothing to face obvious injustice and evil. Nazis are the bad guys who just keep on giving. I have tried to keep all of my examples from the first three seasons. Richie's example accepted. Final example, Carl Robinson. When we first meet him, Carl was stealing Charlie's car. But when he and Mac talk slash spar, Mac doesn't turn his back on Carl for stealing a car. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hard sentence to say. <laughs> My mouth feels like it's full of marbles. He just points out that Carl was wrong to Guy and that Charlie, I think it's supposed to say, did no wrong. Notice that Mac doesn't get in Carl's face for ripping off drug dealers and stealing is wrong, etc. He lets Carl live his life, even though ripping off drug dealers is bound to get someone killed eventually. Keep up the good work, Jim's jim's laying down a lot of evidence i know that was a pretty robust case i gotta say for him not being too judgy not being too judgy
0: very good all right so the follow-up email is from brian's and he says
1: i'm just looking at the email in your hand and it looks much briefer (laughs) it is much briefer we can see the text from like behind
0: the sheet (laughs) so hey so glad you guys are back for season four let the mac attack begin And the Mac attack, he defines as, that's him being a chick magnet.
1: (laughs) The Mac attack. Oh, boy.
0: He also says, in reference to Homeland, I wonder if Mac visited Tommy's mother while in the Highlands.
1: Great pull. Oh.
0: Because remember, he's like, oh, I'll come visit you. And she's like, I'm going back home or whatever. Yeah, look at
2: that. I can answer that. No. No. (laughs) You can answer that definitively. Sorry. Yeah, whatever.
0: Uh, He (laughs) says, all in all, a great episode, although it almost felt like a Scooby-Doo mystery. It's old man Ken Wolf. It's kind of funny, I guess. Yeah, it is. The show was finally it was it's... really the priest the whole time. Yeah, uh, the show was finally found its stride. And then he says, "P.S. James, you are wrong. <laughs> that is all. Carry on.
1: Wow. <laughs> that is all. Carry on. Wow. Look at the difference. There. So really
0: disappointing, Brian's.
1: <laughs> Having just had to read this whole thing, I liked his better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Jim, we appreciate your dedication. So, I
0: mean, if we is this gauntlet settled?
1: I think Jim's has said all there is to say, but now it, it actually really does make sense in a certain way because I take it back. It doesn't necessarily make sense in any particular order. All I mean to say is Jim has really laid out his case, Brian, not as much.
2: Though, you get points for being short and to the point. I mean, he's going with Gusto, Brian's That's age. true.
1: <laughs> Gusto. He's, Gusto. he's sticking
2: by his guns. But Jim S. is also sticking by said guns. And has backed them up with a, a, a fair amount of evidence. Yeah. A lot of graphs. hmm Paragraphs. Yeah,
1: okay, I was going <laughs> to I, I say, having read it, I don't recall any graphs. Uh, those are on a separate uh,
2: printout. Oh, okay. Are
0: you ready to hop into this week's episode?
2: Let's do it.
0: Okay, so this week we are talking about Season 4, Episode 3, The Innocent. This episode was first aired October 9th, 1995. It was directed by Dennis Berry. Last we saw of Dennis was Finale Part 2 in Reasonable Doubt. And we have plenty more to come from him because he's directed like a bajillion of Highlander episodes. This episode was written by Alan Swayze. Um, He's done two other Highlander episodes so far, which was Vendetta and Take Back the Night. This is clearly his best. Yeah. Uh, like, very clearly. And he has one more episode to go. Um, also, if you recall, this is the guy who did, like, lots of children's cartoons, like Heathcliff, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fraggle Rock, and a lot of other ones, so. Mm-hmm. So, is Heathcliff, like, the poor
1: man's Garfield, or, like, what is his deal?
2: I don't know if he's a stray cat or not. It's He's a lot more surreal than Garfield. Surreal? Like, if you go... Read some recent Heath clip strips. They're really weird. There's recent ones? Yeah. It's still, <laughs> who's who's it's running these? Still being published. I, Highlights I look, magazine? I look at them in gocomics.com. Okay. It's actually Reader's Digest. Which is actually Go Comics is putting out the new Nancy strips.
0: Is in like Nancy Drew?
2: No. Who's Nancy. Nancy? Nancy is a classic little girl comic character. If you saw a picture, you'd recognize her. Um Ooh,
0: I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Just kind of round head.
2: Yep, yep. Round head.
0: No
1: idea.
2: But the Nancy strips, they just got a new artist, and apparently the internet is very divided on the quality of these new Nancy strips. Wow. So if you want to look that up.
0: Or petition us for a Nancy podcast. Yes. Nancy rewatch. <laughs> yeah.
2: Heathcliff and the Cadillac cats. That's, That's what right. I
0: remember the cartoon being. Yeah, are the Cadillac cats? Is that that a gang
2: it's a gang of cats that i don't know if i approve junkyard. of children
1: watching this kind of junkyard no. gang violence Sounds very rough. offensive the mean streets I mean, how long until they start getting into deal and blow that's yeah that's all i want to know
0: or singing and interacting with the audience what's that gang? andrew lloyd weber
2: yeah cats Rumtum tugger mr method Stoffelies. Others, never, others many never, others. I've
1: never seen that
2: show, and I have a feeling if I do, I will hate it. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My roommate got a Cats t-shirt, and he thought it was just, like, a Cats a t shirt about, like, the animal, the cats.
0: Oh, he didn't realize it was like, a and show to go kept with it?
2: being like, why are people asking me about this shirt? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's really good. Okay, so this episode guest stars Pruitt Taylor Vince as Mikey. This guy played a character, Grill, on Agents of shield i don't know i don't
1: remember i i don't watch
0: that show so
1: see scott pruitt taylor (laughs)
0: uh he was got a very
1: expensive (laughs) sound
0: this guy's had like a very big career and has like been very successful uh he played casper abraham on heroes reborn the failed like reboot of nbc's heroes and he was on the mentalist uh and he played finn on true blood and he was also a regular on deadwood uh, and these are just like his like kind of more reoccurring roles. He's had like a bajillion guest spots on stuff. This episode also guest stars Calem Keith Renee or Renee. Mm-hmm. Renie, Yeah, as Tyler King. And he was already in an episode of Highlander. He was in Eye for an Eye as Neil.
2: Yeah, you know Neil. Neil. I think <laughs> well, he was well, one, one of like the
0: thugs that were what's her name's like compatriots or whatever. Sheena Eastons. Sheena
2: Easton's. I think that's who Neil uh... is. Oh. Very Neil. small part. Neil.
1: Is he the one who gets Neil. J- gets chili dogged? Yeah, probably. I'm sorry, raw dogged. <laughs> he gets
2: raw dogged.
0: <laughs> but there's something everybody he probably was in time Cop. Yes. That's I was right. gonna say there's something probably everybody might have recognized him from, which is Jessica Jones.
2: Yeah. Season
0: uh, two, which is dose. You have not seen it? No. It's good. Is it? I it's liked good. it. He's Dr.
1: Carl Malice. Oh. Carl. So he's like Calus. the v-
0: sub villain kind of doctor evil genius doctor
1: he does a pretty good job in that no he's good he does a great job much better than in this yeah uh, he does nothing in this and
0: the other huge show he was in was battlestar galactica as leoban who was one of the cylons
1: oh yeah that guy leoban
0: leoban yeah Mm.
2: He was in 50 Shades Freed.
0: I did see that too.
1: Yeah, I have I've not seen those movies. How about you guys? I've seen the first one. Really? It was excruciatingly bad. Ooh. It was so terrible. Like they had no
2: chemistry. The writing is terrible. I wanted to see 50 Shades free. Freed. <laughs> I wanted to see 50 Shades Freed for free.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that was what that's the joke we were building towards. Yep. Okay, just making sure. <laughs>
0: All yeah. right, so are we ready for the IMDb episode description? IMDb. I'm, I know. I am I, actually. I am legi- actually. I am
1: to be. I am legitimately nervous about
0: this. Richie finds immortal Mikey, a railroad fascinated autistic man, wandering around, wandering after immortal Allen, Mikey's last protector. What is that never. confusing? Yeah, wandering but- a wandering after immortal Allen, Mikey's last protector is killed. There we go. Oh, I gotcha. So that
1: implies that he's had, like, a whole legion of protectors who have all fallen along the way. Yeah. Richie and Duncan
0: take Mikey in, but he is a trouble magnet, and the immortal who killed his protector is now after him. Also, (laughs) Duncan buys a decrepit house. In, <laughs> full stop. There, <laughs>
1: that the the major plot point in this.
0: That's episode? just in the middle of this description. Also, he buys a decrepit house in flashback to 1868 Dakota Territory. Duncan interferes with a white man beating an Indian boy.
2: I like that, he says he interferes with that.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> like that. Implies, he doesn't
1: say like you would say saves him,
0: not yeah, interferes. Like
2: that implies
1: that something good is like yeah. so the, the the normal course of business is going on, and Max like hmm.
2: I Let was get getting the way. I was getting kidnapped, and the cops interfered with my kidnapping
0: <laughs> and then there was another little thing I thought that was interesting, so you know there's i m d b keywords every once in a while we play the i m d b keyword game oh. on this show. Uh, so the main keyword on this episode... First, do you guys want to guess what it is? No. <laughs> no sure? I don't. I, I have a guess, but I do not want to say it. Does it, it say start it?
2: with the letter R? R. Yes.
0: <laughs> the keyword is mental retardation. Uh, is the number one keyword of this episode. So I clicked on it, thinking, uh, what are the other ones? Uh, so the top movies with that tag. Do you guys want to guess what, let's say, the top three might be? Rain Man. Good guess. Forest
1: Gump. Also, very good guess. My guess is they're actually just things that have nothing to do with that. And yeah. Just jerks tagging it.
2: The new Ghostbusters movie.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Are you guys ready? Highlander. Sorry. Highlander. Yeah. So number one is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh. Number two is a movie called Prisoners, which is with like Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. Number three, there's Something About Mary. Oh. Four, Idiocracy. And five, The Waterboy. Wow. <laughs> These are the top five mental retardation movies on IMDb. <laughs> on IMDb. Yep. Yeah, like,
2: <laughs> what a list. What a list. So if you're looking to plan a movie night. Right. Yeah. If you want a <laughs> themed movie night. There you go. Mental retardation is a lot nicer than I thought it was gonna be.
1: I thought it was just gonna be the hard R. The hard R. <laughs> yeah. 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 Alright, so ready to
0: hop into this episode. Yeah, yeah. How do we open up, guys? With a junkyard buzz. Junkyard buzz. <laughs> Sounds like a drug. It is. Junkyard Give me buzz. some of the junkyard buzz.
1: Junkyard buzz. The drug is called scrap and it gives you the junkyard buzz. <laughs> that's, that's very good. That's an
2: iced tea. S V U. drug this this new drug is called (laughs) scrap gives you a junkyard bud coco (laughs) so somebody's fixing his motorcycle
0: right so this is alan and he i guess owns a junkyard like this is not the first immortal job i would think a guy would have
1: being i don't know probably pretty old and being very handsome. Yeah, he's like a chiseled least, dude. He and his wife are the two best-looking people to ever <laughs> own and operate a junkyard. Yeah. Like i feel like in every other show. Like that guy would have like a
2: beer gut and, and like, like a lazy yeah, eye. Maybe yeah. <laughs> he'd be played by the guy playing Mikey. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, And yeah. have like a very stained shirt. Sure, yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, that's not oil,
0: right? Mikey's got his train, and I guess Alan asked him to like. He's like, oh, do you want to help out or whatever? He's like, you can help with my tools. Did anyone think that this might be trying to, like, hint that Mikey is super strong? No, because
1: he's able to lift the thing.
0: Yeah, because, like, Alan maybe has a difficult time doing it, but then Mikey kind of... I don't know. I couldn't really tell.
1: It yeah. seems no, it like he had an easier time. It was yeah. definitely supposed to be that. Right. So it he's, makes, like, he's able to super lift lift strong. Yeah. So here's our well, first, giant like, mice, trope. It's all just a giant mice and men thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. This is absolutely
0: yeah. a mice and men episode. But this is, like, our first, like, strange trope about, like, mentally ill people, like, that they are, like... That they've gorilla
2: strength, <laughs> <laughs> like he's a gentle giant. The gentle
0: giant trope, yeah. right? Exactly. And mm. uh, is that problematic? We'll maybe get into that at the end uh, of the episode. We, did,
1: we didn't take that tack on Ursa, though. Now it occurs to me that that's also what. Th- oh no! That I think was. we talked
0: about that. Did like, we did? Yeah. I think we also talked a lot about
1: uh, what would we beast call below it? We're talking about here. Yeah, like uh.
0: tragedy porn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's another <trope>. Tragedy <laughs> porn.
2: Tragedy porn. Well, that
1: explains why you were jerking off all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, I say.
2: That's my preferred. Uh, <laughs> yep. Just throw on Schindler's list. No. Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, wait, here's a funny story. A side story, just real quick. I went to my friend's house on their birthday and they were watching Schindler's List. On their <laughs> birthday? On their birthday. I was like, what the fuck, man? That's it. That's wow, that's, that's really weird. That's real weird. Isn't that weird? Did they lose a bet? I, <laughs> Why I, were I they have doing no that? idea.
0: I don't think I've seen that movie since I was in like sixth grade, and every like month or so, I'm like, I should probably watch that again. Like, it'd be good to watch again. And I always land on, like, I can't do it right now. Like, nope. That's and like, to then watch it on your birthday seems like the yeah. ultimate. Like, how can you do that?
1: Like, yeah. I, I got I really know. happy. So let me remind myself of yeah, like, the ultimate human is. suffering. <laughs> yep.
0: Okay. So we get this junkyard buzz, and there's this real, like, sleazy looking dude. Yeah. And he's like hawking loogies. And so. That's this guy's only
1: character trait. Mm-hmm. Is that he's a sleazy guy who hawks loogies. Yeah. That's it.
2: Yeah. He has no character other than that.
0: Right. Mikey's reaction to the buzz is like a little different. He doesn't he, like, quite know tenses what it is. Up a little yeah. Bit and it just... seems like it's like a headache for him. Again, him not quite fully being aware of what the situation is. So Alan tells him to
1: go in the bus with his wife. There's, like, a hollowed-out white bus right. that is the crown jewel of this of this yeah.
2: junkyard. It is very prominently displayed. And she's, like, kind of forcing him to go into the bus, but he doesn't want to go Right. The he bus. says he wants to
0: help out. He's like, yeah. I can help. I don't like the rules, all this yeah. and that.
2: So I guess Mikey has a good heart. That's another
0: part of this mm-hmm. story. Uh, so anyway... The fight ensues between Alan and this villain whose name is King. Tyler mm-hmm.
2: King? Tyler yes. King. Yep.
0: Um, and sadly, Alan it's loses. To not- Tyler
1: Perry. Yes. Which he yeah. loses to Tyler Perry. Also, all I'm saying is when we see Mac fight this guy later, this guy is shit. He might be the worst and least threatening villain that has ever appeared on this show. So Alan, man... Put down your fucking wrench.
2: Sucks. Pick up your sword.
1: <laughs> practice a little bit. Because you straight up got beaten by like the worst, most incompetent villain we have seen on this show. He's even worse than
2: Dalman Ross. <laughs> oh, Dalman Ross right. knew it. <laughs> Dalman Ross knew it. He gets his like belly cut before he gets his head chopped off. And he makes this weird like <laughs> face like boing. <laughs> his
0: like head shakes and his it eyes go like. so
2: good goofy. It does. I, I had to, like, pause it and <laughs> rewind it. Watch that part if oh, you're it's good. watching this episode. Uh, so we can th-
1: gifify that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then his wife he is, s- like, screaming on the in- inside of this bus, and she needs to stay quiet because they're supposed to be hiding. So he's like, be quiet, be quiet, and... With his crazy inhuman strength, Mm. somehow, I guess, chokes her or breaks her neck. Suffocates her. Yeah. Yeah. Trying
1: to keep her quiet. Meanwhile, Tyler Perry's getting like a quickening and like the dust is flying around everywhere. I don't know. There's not much to this quickening. No,
0: I mean, this is all just to kind of get the action going. Like, Mikey needs to get on his own. That's what this is all accomplishing.
1: Yeah. Which, also, we get the first of several, as he's, like, she's trying to get him initially on the bus, we get our first of several POV shots, which just grind my gears to no no end. Just drive me nuts. So, anyway, get ready for more of those, because there's going to be a lot more in this episode. So, Mikey flees. And then we get yeah. bam the opening credits. So that
0: was our cold open. It was cold-blooded. <laughs> that's right. In the next scene, Richie Ryan is riding his hog. This is our like, first hey, appearance he's of Richie. Back, yeah. baby. Episode 3. Hey Richie. Richie's looking like more mature now.
1: He does look like a man for back of a letter term. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, I mean he was always old enough, but like I think they had worked pretty hard to like keep him looking very youthful. Mm-hmm. To some extent they gave up the ghost on this one yeah. and well, I think that's a know. good
0: thing. Yeah, they had to.
1: I mean, yeah, he can't be like a 17 year old dimwit forever. (laughs) Yeah, he's now murdered several people. So, like, yeah, it's okay to make him look like a big boy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So Richie gets the buzz riding his bike, and Mikey emerges from like
1: the A thicket bush. <laughs> after long POV shots of him running through the thicket, right. yeah.
0: And so Richie's concerned at first, but then I guess quickly pieces together that like things aren't all going on upstairs for Mikey, right? And Mikey's hungry, and so because so Mikey
2: tells him, "I'm hungry." What does he give him? That's what I was like. It looks like maybe like a mini eclair or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like, straight up like it doesn't look like it's wrapped in anything. It so, isn't.
1: So it's, it's just pocket eclair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just his pocket biscotti. Why does Richie
2: answer? Richie have loose food in his pockets because <laughs> he's fucking gross. It's like in the Simpsons when Homer asks for sugar and. Scorpio just takes it out of his pockets and is like, sorry, it's not in packets. (laughs) Yeah, Richie gives him some food. He doesn't have any more. He's like, who are you? Where are you from? Are you from around here? And he's just kind of like, no one's home, blah, blah, blah. But... Tyler King
0: is,
1: like, watching from a distance. Binoculars. With, with yeah. binoculars, we get another POV shot through the binoculars, yeah. which I hate that trope in general where, like, you get, like, a shot that's limited to imply that someone's looking through, like, a telescope or, right. or a camera lens or any of that stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. It so this never- made me question all sorts of stuff about, like, the setup
0: originally. Like, so that means that Tyler is, like, as we'll find out, I guess, later, he's, like, after Mikey specifically and when did
1: he find out about mikey
0: i I don't know at some point i guess he did and he went there showed up i guess when mikey wasn't there he went searching around the nearby area and found him again so like he knew mikey was there yeah maybe
1: or maybe he discovered him after he beat alan he like did he notice him running away like then notices there's another buzz or something maybe but we didn't get that i don't
0: know it's a little
1: sketchy how this
0: all it is. It's weird. It is. Also, we'll get into the argument of, like, why does he even want Mikey?
1: I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> he's, he's evil. Cause just cause he's a shithead. Yeah. Because he's a real shit bird. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> then we... He, he wants to take him to Tyler Perry's House of Pain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so then we cut to the dojo in the loft, and Mac is there trying to buy a house. He's got, like,
1: blueprints... He's trying to buy something broken. <laughs> no, I don't want to put another offer on it. Yes, I want to be irresponsible with my money.
0: <laughs> well, he certainly is. Uh, I don't yeah. know if anybody did some freeze-framing here on like what I he's tr- buying. I tried. I couldn't actually see the price.
1: Were you able to see it?
0: I was. So... It's a 350 by 1500 lot size.
1: It's a seven acre wooded estate. The Edgar estate. Seven State. acre? Apparently. Oh, okay. So the way, that's a lot of fucking land.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, the square footage of the place is 3300. Sizable, indeed. It's a, I guess, Victorian era house. But the asking price, so we don't know if this is what he actually bid on it because he didn't want to like rebid or whatever, was $775,000.
2: Holy moly.
0: So That's a lot of dollars. That is a lot of dollars. And the conversion on that, if he bought that today, it would be $1.2 million. Wow. And
2: just this house
1: truth. is a shithole. Yeah. It does sit on seven acres of land, though. So I guess maybe you're paying more for the land? Paying a lot for the land, I guess that I'm sea sure. Coover, It's valuable property up there. Maybe. It's actually just all in the zone. <laughs> zoned property. <laughs> it's zoned residential. Oh. Uh, So, Mac gets the
0: buzz, and Richie shows up with Mikey, and did anyone think it was weird that Mac did not ask, like, first, hey, who's this guy, who, like, instantly, like, walks into the kitchen and is, like, fiddling around with stuff?
2: Mac, like, kind of says hi to him right away, like, as if he knows something's not
0: quite right. But Mac is mostly concerned with, like, I'm buying
1: a house or whatever. Yeah.
2: He's just like, hey. The way he says hi to Mikey is, like, soft, Mm -hmm. right off the bat.
1: Like everything Duncan does.
2: Yeah. Soft. Swat.
1: Swat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: So Mikey introduces himself, and Duncan's like, oh, I'm Duncan. And Monkey's like, oh, Duncan, Oklahoma, on Wichita-Fort Worth line between Chickasha and Red River Bridge. This was the first and last time I researched anything Mikey <laughs> said, because I was like, oh, I'm going to look up all this stuff. No, not worth it. Not There's worth like, my no, time.
1: Not worth it at all. A nope.
2: million of those. Uh, but know? this is
1: actually true. I looked at a map. The only, all checks out. Yeah. The only one that I looked up was the founding of Amtrak. Which he was correct about. Oh, okay. Just because wow. I was like, I ride Amtrak. Yeah. Let me look that up. There's a lot of good train facts in this episode.
0: Train, train D- facts. It's a special and educational episode.
1: <laughs> oh, special education. <laughs> Wait, did you do that unintentionally? <laughs> I did. Oh. Special
0: ed. Mikey starts fiddling with a clock. Did anyone notice that this is the clock that Mac... Fixed in the previous episode. Remember, he was like fiddling around with the clock? So, good callback. And then Mikey probably breaks breaks it it again.
2: I think he like snaps a piece off of it or
1: something. I think he breaks one of the hands. Yeah. Yeah. And then Richie says, Mac is my best friend. And all I'm saying is, Mac, is Richie your best friend? (laughs) Probably (laughs) I don't think so. Well, now Charlie's (laughs) dead. So, that's a problem. But, uh, Mac's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, me too, buddy.
0: (laughs) Do you guys think Richie knows Charlie's dead? I like to think that. Mac just uh, never told him what happened.
1: Hey,
2: where's Charlie, man? He doesn't. He doesn't tell him about his falling out with Joe. Nope, not at <laughs> all.
1: He's still in the Balkans, Richie.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I hope he comes back
2: soon. Yeah, he'll, he'll be back right away. <laughs>
0: So Mac asks, "Like, what's the deal?" And Richie explains. He was like, "He was in the middle of nowhere, Mac. I couldn't just leave him. When you find somebody who's hel- helpless, you've got to protect him." So this is like the first bit of like a moral philosophy or something in this mm-hmm. episode that will be in conflict with some other ideas in this episode. So right. this idea that if you can help someone, you must. Right?
2: This gets Duncan's gears turning, and he has a flashback to eighteen sixty eight, Dakota ter- Dakota Territory. <laughs> Dakota.
0: And so it's this, like, sepia-tone flashback,
1: and there's a dude whipping a Native American boy. Duncan looks great as a cowboy. This the costume's costume, amazing. This costume's terrific. He really yeah. pulls it off. Everything about it works on a lot of levels. Also, him carrying, like, a long gun. Yeah, it just it's really badass. Together. So this dude is just gleefully, gleefully whipping this kid.
0: He's like, I own your sorry ass. This guy's garbage.
1: Which... It's 1868. What the f- yeah. fuck is he talking about?
0: Yeah. Do you just mean like metaphorically? Like He says he's bought and paid for. Huh. Which like, what's that well, about? Well, this is in the Dakota Territory. Are there different rules? Like, is Dakota not a state? Therefore. It's a state, but it would be subject to federal laws. Well, I don't know. I don't know how the territories versus states worked as a as Also, the 15th Amendment was passed already. So
1: like. But D- territories needed
0: to abide by those. Yeah, they don't want
1: to have slavery. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I don't know either. I I feel very confident that That.
1: they are are obligated to follow the no slaves rule. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the rules you need to follow, I'm thinking that is one of them.
2: Well, this guy just, this cowboy, he operates by the beat of his own drum. That's right. Or whip. (laughs) As the case may be.
0: Okay, so Mac uh, sees this. Obviously, it's no bueno. So he intercedes, much like I think this parallels what Richie was saying. Like when you see someone who needs help. You gotta help him. Right. So, Mac steals this guy's whip, whips the gun out of his hand, which is awesome. Or does he whip his gun out of his hand, or whips him in the face, or whatever? Well, he's, or maybe He both. uses
1: the whip to disarm him yeah. somehow. It's yeah. a little unclear to me what he hits, but
2: I imagine getting hit in the face with the whip is no fun. So. Right yeah but it, like when the guy tries to whip him, Mac just like effortlessly just grabs the whip and takes it away from yeah. him.: yeah, which I thought was funny.
1: and Mac, on the other hand, is a whipmaster. Anthony Deangees's style is just like this yeah. is easy. Let me show you how it's done DeLonga style. How did he get so which, good with a whip? Which. What was he whipping? Does Mac have a dark past? Oh, mm. that's a good question. But when does anyone have occasion to master a whip for like a pleasant purpose? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I
0: don't know. I mean, well, I mean there's like there's horse whipping and stuff, right? I mean, that's a very different kind of whip though, isn't it? I or think no? so.
1: I don't know.
2: I mean, there's cool whip, there's whipping it good, <laughs> there's, there's nay-nay the whip. <laughs> yeah.
1: So <That's a> lots. <laughs> there's plenty of whips. Yeah. Now right. in Congress and there's and a whip you... in Congress. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, the whip in co- the you majority whip. whip. That's yeah, right. And a minority whip. Minority whip. Uh, don't don't whip minorities. Yeah, no, that's bad. That's what this guy was doing. <laughs> you never want to do that.
0: Uh, so this guy flees, and Mac tries to help this boy, and he's like, oh, I can help you. But he doesn't want, like, white man medicine, he says. But he, he tries to, like, walk away and, like, collapses. So yeah. this guy needs, like, medical attention. So then we cut back to the present. And Mikey's got, like, his broken train. And Duncan is like, oh, I can fix it for you or whatever. And Mikey's asking, like, where did you come from? And Mikey's getting all these, like, flashbacks to, like.
2: They're, like, yeah, like electric the, flashbacks. Right. To, you get, like, and you're, yeah.
0: like, back in the junkyard
2: buzz. Yeah. It's, like, kind of cool. Yeah.
0: It's very, like, yeah. panicked. And Mikey is doing kind of that Rain Man thing where, like, the more upset he gets, he just, like, rattles off bits of train trivia.
2: Mm-hmm. Trainvia. That
1: sounds like an artificial sweetener.
2: Trainvia. <laughs> Trained beer the <laughs> It causes cancer. <laughs> it <does.
1: laughs> so Mac fixes the, the
0: the wheel on this train, gives it back to Mikey, and Mikey is like super happy. Over the moon. And Richie's like, look how happy you made him. And it's like Richie might as well be saying, like, hey, can we keep him? Like yeah. it's we saying the whole time. It's kind of condescending, I guess. Uh it absolutely it's also is. a little sweet. I was yeah, it, it, is, is, yeah. it is sweet. It is sweet Uh me. I was also waiting for
1: like Richie to be like, Hey, like Mikey likes it. Like, yeah. Oh my god. He likes it. Hey, Mikey.
2: I wish they did that.
1: That's what they were kept on saying when they say Mikey deserves a normal life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's this
1: yeah. <laughs> serious. Don't give him the cinnamon life. Give him the normal life.
2: No, he shouldn't be eating those sweets. Mikey like wanders off.
0: Yeah, in this parking
2: lot. In this parking lot, and some guy just has a like pickup <laughs> a truck, truck
1: full of empty water, empty
2: bottles. like water cooler bottles, like
0: piled to the
1: sky. Yeah,
2: like, yeah, like, like really high.
1: How, he can't drive safely with these, <laughs> with this many.
2: They're gonna like. Fly out of the car,: right. they're not
1: anchored in any way yeah, no they're, they're all
2: empty
0: and he's like coming back from making a delivery at some point. And it's like it doesn't make sense how many he was picking up versus delivering, like if yeah, the car's packed that way. I don't it
2: know <laughs> makes no sense, but Mikey like just touches the i don't know what you call it what's the it's not a door: It's like the but. lever on the the tail flap. Yeah. Whoa! Knocks all these bottles. Everywhere. All these bottles fall, and the guy's like, "What? What the hell's your problem? Are you stupid or yeah. something?" <laughs> and then
0: Mikey's like, "I don't like when people yell at me." Yeah. And it's like, "Oh boy." Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. So Mikey kind of goes running off, and Duncan's like, well, "Well, we'll fix this. Like, we'll make it right or whatever."
2: And then they really sloppily stack all of the bottles back.
1: So sloppy in, like this, the, in the truck. I mean, the whole thing is a fool's errand because they're not
2: going to be able to drive with this stuff yeah, anyway. Like,
1: but they are really setting themselves up for failure like,
2: yeah, yeah yeah we'll put it back, we'll put
1: back. <laughs> so mikey when he
0: wanders off ends up finding i guess in this park there's like a train ride for kids are yeah. you sure
1: it's for kids <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the proprietor's reaction to this makes yeah. me think it is only for creeps <laughs> yeah
0: so this is a model of the orient express
2: the most oh, famous train ever that uh was a recent movie starring that guy <laughs> kenneth Branagh. kenneth Branagh. yes That's right and others as hercule Poirot. is that how you say it yeah nailed no, it Uh, So,
0: when Mikey's there, he gets the buzz, and Tyler King shows up. I guess he's been stalking him this whole time. Yeah,
2: this is some creepy-ass shit. Mm -hmm. This is like Molester. It seems like he's trying to, like, molest him. Yeah, it's real creepy. I've got trains. Do you want to see them? We can ride them
1: together. (laughs) Yeah. All day long. Like, he looks like such a creep. He's, like, now got a vest on, though. He's, like, bad guy 2.0. Uh, so then Mikey gets in this, like, train he, ride. He's, he's too excited by the train in front of him.
2: Is that what was happening? I wasn't sure if, like, he knew something was wrong, so he was trying to get away. Oh, or well, that's he's, just he's trying insane. to make a break for <laughs> it yeah. on the train. Or if he just is too enamored with this train
0: i thought it was he was enamored with the train but that's an interesting especially because like there is mention later like richie thinks like mikey knows what's going on more than you think yeah so maybe that's possible yeah i don't know it's certainly i think a good way to look at it or an interesting way yeah so he gets in this train and the operator like flips out the fuck out he
1: takes this train like four feet yeah. If that. And the yeah. guy's like, what are you crazy? Like, like Yeah, so he leads with what are you crazy? Like riding a train is an absurd
2: use of the train. Yeah. And it's like it's like a tiny train.
1: It's like for toddlers. For children. <laughs> yeah. And this guy like runs up and grabs him. Mikey just kind of shoves him off of him after he grabs him. Yeah. And this guy's like, What's wrong with him? He needs to be locked up. He needs to be, <laughs> locked, needs to be up. locked
2: up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I noticed
1: what the fuck assholes live in sea coover is a town populated entirely by dipshits <laughs> like what is going on here
2: i don't know i <laughs> we might need to cut this out i was like is the conductor also like mentally <laughs> differently abled because the Based way on. the way he like yells at mikey and then like he immediately stops looking at Mikey and is just polishing, polishing the, the top of the train.
1: Maybe he's <laughs> also like like he's obsessed with. He's thing. also yeah. fixated on train. Like wow. they,
2: they both have train lust,
1: train lust, <laughs> train lust.
2: And Mac and Richard are just like it's okay, it's okay, you know, he's done now, it's right. all right. Like,
0: and of course, King has fled at this point. When attention, they was didn't sense into.
2: him. That's I the guess other not. Thing. I'm like,
0: yeah, weird. weird
2: buzz stuff. It's it's the junkyard buzz. Yeah. yeah. Let's do buzz stuff. Yeah. Is that what Immortals say when they... <laughs> buzz Fuck buzz stuff.
0: Buzz stuff. So we cut back to the dojo, and they're coming back from the park, and Mikey sees two fencers that are fencing...
1: And he's like, no! He, right. Which I guess that happens at Mac's gym.
0: Right. Like, yeah. Mac's not the only person that fences at that gym, which I would imagine is true. Well, there's right?
2: that time where Amanda, like, just Snuck comes in in, in full A fencing, fencing car.
1: gear. Yeah. and then <laughs> Which she just this, had. Does Mac have, like, instructors? Is he an instructor? Who are these fencers?
2: It's-
0: we'll get we'll get some inside s- scoop on uh the logistics and financials. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, being of the uh, the gym and what the next episode or maybe two from now.
2: Yeah, I, I don't remember which, but you get to see the the dojo's balance sheet. That's right, you do. <laughs> it's very exciting.
0: It is very exciting. Uh, so, Mikey's. This is, I guess. Because he's seen fights before, this is horrifying for him. Because he doesn't realize it's like a game, essentially.
2: I like, but when not the game. Not the game. That's not right. the game. Like, like the one fencer like takes his mask off and you see his face, and he just looks at Mac like, "What the f man?" And then Mac's like, "It's okay." It's okay. I just thought, like, it distracted me seeing this person's face.
0: Yeah. But again, people, like, get very upset when this stuff happens. No reasonable person would interrupt a fencing match like this. I mean, I think I'd be startled at first, but I think I would be like, hold on, what's going on here? Like, but people are, like, angry about it. It's like, everyone is so
1: angry. They're (laughs) just, like, (laughs) instantly, like, triggered by everything he does. And it's, like, so apparent that, like... This is not a person who's, like, being malicious. Right. It's like so apparent. And these guys yeah. are just assholes.
2: They are. All, like, everybody except Richie and Duncan. And sometimes, and sometimes Duncan. Yeah. Right. And right. And sometimes we'll sometimes. get to that later.
0: <laughs> then Richie and Mac and Mikey go upstairs. And this is the clip that played at the top of the episode. And they're having a discussion on, like, what to do with Mikey. So it's pretty interesting, I think.
1: And Richie is now flirting with the idea that there's, like, destiny it was my destiny to find Mikey. Which right. comes up later too. Yeah, like it's like a theme in this episode and it's very strange. It is strange. Especially yeah. considering the way this all plays out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cuz yeah, Richie thinks like he was on that road for a
0: reason to like save him and now it's his job to protect him or whatever. And Mac is more realist about this.
2: He's like, are you going to be able to watch him 24 hours a day, 7 days a week forever, which is yeah,
1: like sounds not good in this
2: case. Right. Which
1: also Alan and Helen, man. Helen must be a saint putting up with her husband's immortal bullshit for for all this time with the added layer of having to care for Mikey. She's a good woman and a dead woman. (laughs) (laughs) She was. Uh, So Richie argues that mikey
0: does not have like a bad bone in his body and i think duncan like kind of pumps the brakes on that he's like "Well, we don't know what's going on exactly like who was taking care of him before duncan's a little concerned i think about the state of mikey
2: and he says to richie like he's not a puppy he's a man right which i thought was a good point
0: this is i think part of richie's like naivete coming back richie is grown up but there's still parts of him that like think very simplistically i think about things like this. But he wants to do the right thing. He does want to do the right thing, and that's noble. So uh, Richie's going to look, talk, in, talk to some social workers and figure out what's going on. So he leaves, and then Mac is asking Mikey more about, like, hey, what's going on? You know, where did you come from? Who was taking care of you? And Mikey has, like, another freak out moment. Like, flashing back, I guess, to Alan, is, yeah. his brain can't handle that. Also, I had a question. Do we think this is an accurate portrayal of someone in Mikey's condition. I kinda of always wonder that when I see stuff on TV like this. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I
1: feel like it's a fairly compelling portrayal, but I have no idea to what extent it comports with reality. Yeah. I think this actor does a good job.
0: Yeah, I'm caught up in his performance. I don't think it's too, it's not like goofy or anything. Like right. it's
2: you know it's a measured performance. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so, Mac gets the buzz. He tells Mikey, you gotta wait right here. He goes downstairs, and King is waiting in the dojo. And he's, like, hiding. And he, like, attacks Mac when he gets off the elevator. But Mac is ready for it. Ka-cha!
2: ka Uh, So, if this was... Mikey was he just gonna like slash him in the face I
1: guess so yes. oh, yeah I, mean, I think that's a hundred percent what he was gonna yeah. do yeah this guy is a piece of shit it's fucked up <laughs> this so is, this dude is garbage yeah so this is interesting he seems like a guy who owns a junkyard
0: this once again li- feeds into my confusion about like what is Tyler King's like goal when Mac fights him he tries to like put the brakes on it he's like no no no. he's like I'm not here for you I'm here for like Mr. Lunchmeat upstairs his words not mine Keith's words were and so I'm here for Mr. Uh, pastrami Special upstairs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, like, he does not want to fight Mac. All he wants is this guy that's, like, not all together. It's weird. But, like, in the junkyard, like, did he say the same thing to Alan? Like, I'd have to imagine the same deal. Like, I'm not here for you, Alan. I
1: just want this guy. Or maybe he was there for Alan and discovered the other guy. I don't think we ever see him discover him at all. We don't see it. That's true. And I
0: don't think from what he's seen of him, we ever would imagine that he thinks that mikey is like challenged in any way Uh, i don't know because i mean here he's referring to him as lunch meat it's like what indication well i guess he talked to him
2: in the park and he was watching him when he was talking to richie or whatever but he must have known he
0: was you know autistic before he approached him in the park because why would you approach him in a public park to fight like if the guy was not if mikey was not autistic
1: a fight would ensue or something well it's obvious he doesn't have a sword i guess so where's he putting it in his like plaid <laughs> his plaid that's <laughs> right. where you stick the sword i don't yeah. know it's very strange that again
0: he's after mikey for yeah they don't whatever reasons
2: like he just wants an easy quickening I guess. I guess i don't know but
0: there's no way mikey has amassed like any quickenings
2: yeah when he's like have you talked to him like he yeah. says that to duncan
1: like did you did you not realize <laughs> yeah that, like Wait, I, I can see I'm going too fast for you here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway,
0: Mac is defending Mikey, and they fight. But eventually, Mikey does come down, and
1: I guess Inter- puts Mac in danger again. Right, yeah, like right? He gets between the two, and like Mac has to kind of fight Tyler for a second with like one hand while like trying to push Mikey away. Right? And then Mikey splits. Which also, this is the beginning of my Tyler King is literally the least threatening villain we've ever seen because one, his idea of a challenge is fighting Mikey. Two, Mac just like wrecks him. Mac does not seem like he's in any real danger and just like knocks him on his ass and for some reason doesn't finish the job because he wants to go after Mikey. Right. He's like five seconds behind Mikey and somehow loses him completely. Like, Mikey is apparently Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually his real power. He knows all these trains because he's run along those lines (laughs) in in the time it takes Mac to get his ass out of this dojo. Right. It's like, for what it's worth, if you're going to lose him anyway, fucking kill Tyler King. Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: That's a good point.
0: So since Mikey's run away, then we cut and get, it's montage time. This is like season one style Around i'm looking. not
2: unconvinced some of this footage wasn't <laughs> from, from season, season one. one
0: it's very possible because I, I had a note that a lot of these people i was like these are the saddest looking people like yeah. cause some of the season one montage it's like where did they find What's these that people one
2: like, specific one where he's like driving like he's driving through the zone <laughs> yeah is this reused season one footage beautiful bean footage but then we get some parts of mikey like walking through these yeah see, and he's like
1: asking people beautiful bean footage mm-hmm.
2: what is that that's bush's baked beans roll that beautiful bean, bean footage, footage that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it to his dog that's right <laughs> which oh, is
1: i was not for the next episode, episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that dog so i guess Mikey's looking
0: for the Orient express because he keeps asking for the the king of trains
2: yeah right i was wondering if they improv that scene because he he's like talking to people it doesn't seem like acting like, right they genuinely seem like put off by him <laughs>
1: the extras you mean yeah
0: Ooh, if they're put off that's like disturbing yeah, yeah this is i mean vancouver is also full of
2: lenses. yeah <laughs> an indictment of 1995 or <laughs> whenever this is filmed so
0: then mikey ends up wandering into like the middle of a busy intersection <laughs> and he fucking gets plowed over by a police by car, by cops. Yeah,
2: this is another great stunt. He gets fucking fucked up by this police car. I
0: know. So the police rush out to help him. Yeah, and he's very upset, and
1: he's like, "You hurt me! You hurt me!" And he and ends he up shoving hulks out.
2: Yeah, one well, he of
1: just the... shoves one of them. It's not that bad. The guy's fine. He
2: yeah, shoves he shoves them. them. Yeah. after
1: they hit him so hard, he went fucking flying yeah he flew like ten, into the windshield Goddamn and then, yeah. feet
0: also they hit this guy very hard and the police's first reaction was let's move his bo- like let's just yank him up like, yeah it's like you don't mess with a body like that like what if he had broken was, his back or yeah, like, like his neck spinal or, damage or, yeah they could have like they should have maybe gently rolled him over or left him there or i don't know but their first reaction was just like let's yank him up
2: yeah jostle the the bones and poor training a also a the,
0: the sea giver police their uniform
1: they just look like Mall cops. They're all Paul Blart Mall Cop.
2: Mall Blart. Do you guys
1: follow the Blartiverse? No. The, the Mall Blart universe. You're just referring uh, to? A friend of mine has an Instagram account that's just called the Blartiverse. Oh boy! And it is just he just photoshops every movie cover he can find to be starring Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's every, ridiculous. Literally, everyone should follow this because they're all so good. That sounds great. Yeah, it's a great Instagram handle.
0: I know we've had arguments in the past like, oh, where's Seacouver?" I've argued, is it even in the United States? I'm absolutely convinced this is in the United States based on the police. <laughs> 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 because That's I good. somehow don't think the police in Canada would have reacted this
1: way to getting shoved. No. Because by a guy who they almost murdered and if yeah. he wasn't immortal, probably would have.
2: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're right. He does just shove him. This isn't like later. When no. he fucking hulks out, and
1: they're like, "This guy's crazy!" Like <laughs> yeah. lock him. The,
0: there's another instance where they're, I think they say like, "We gotta who's, lock him up." Who is whatever.
2: She, who is he? Hillary Clinton. <laughs>
1: yeah. like,
0: Why is everyone obsessed up? with locking him up? So Duncan ends up seeing this all kind of shake and out he just from looks a distance. Sad. Yeah, he doesn't like run over and say like, "Hold, hold on!" Like, yeah. I'm watching this guy. Sorry, this happened. Like he just kind of lets it happen.
2: I thought that was weird. Maybe yeah. he's just too far away, or is it too late? It's not he, too late. He, yeah,
0: I don't think it's too late.
2: Yeah. And they just load him into their busted-ass police vehicle.
0: These guys are fucking
1: assholes.
2: These are, they're terrible.
0: terrible. I was so no The treatment this. of Mikey by the police in this is nuts, including later, when they continue to lock him up and... Uh, I don't know exactly how that shakes out, but we'll get to it. So, Matt gets a flashback again, back to
2: 1868. He's, he's
0: taking, what Was his name, Chasky? I Chasker. Chask.
2: Have Chask. Chotsky. Chotsky. He's taking Tchotchke into town to the doctor. It's Chachi, <laughs> Tchotchke. Joni loves Chachi, And everybody is like looking at him like they're not happy. Right. He's bringing this person. This outsider in. Mr. There's like
1: a Mr. Magoo type yeah. character. Jeff just just, Sessions like, leans out and is just there.
2: Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, so he's asking where the doctor's office is and there's like a mob forming behind Mac. Like they're yeah. following him to the doctors, which is pretty crazy.
2: And there's one weird mustache guy who like is especially put off.
0: He's kind of like the head of this mob it would yeah. seem. Uh, or the personification of like the town's anger. This man in black.
2: Symbolically in black. Mm.
0: So Mac gets to the doctor's office, and even the doctor doesn't want to treat him at first. And Mac is like, you took an oath. You have to do this. And he's like, all right. But I guess he says that a lot of these people... Uh, we
2: lost a lot of men to the Cheyenne. The Cheyenne. But then he says, I'm not Cheyenne. Right. So this is-
1: I had kind of forgotten this character. I thought he was going to be the bridge that gets Mac to being with Kahani. And, like, that whole crew that, like, helping this guy leads him to living with. Yeah. Right. Like, that's how he ends up living there. But, of course, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Interesting.
0: The lesson of this flashback
1: is a little, like, I'm not sure what the
0: idea is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I kind of got lost in the sauce on this one. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm on board for him being like, oh, I interfered with someone who needed help. So I had to, like, help with that. But then the way it shakes out, I don't know if the way it shakes out parallels anything in the future. We're supposed to garner any sort of like max like has this informed mac in some way and did not help mikey we'll talk about it as we get to the end of this flashback so this shows that like these you know people in dakota or whatever they all they see is that this guy's brown or whatever and an indian so it doesn't matter if his people did or did not fight in a war with them or whatever yeah they They just just don't don't like this guy they don't like indians
1: right but then we get this like kind of odd fade like mac is looking through the window at the kid being treated by the doctor and then like you somehow fade through the window back to the present. It's a little strange. It is strange.
0: All the transitions in this episode, I want to say, are window transitions,
1: which is... Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I, I had a couple notes. I was like, oh, this again, like none of them were very creative. We cut back to the present and Mac gets in the T-Bird, I guess to follow the cops. I, I don't know. But then we cut again to these, like this other park where there's a bunch of greenhouses.
2: Where are they? <laughs> where, I, I was Some say, Are park. they about
0: to go bail them out? But why are all these are, hydroponic gardens?
2: Yeah. <laughs> or is this where the, the train memorabilia store is? Yeah.
0: So why don't we play this clip with Mac and Richie talking about what the deal is with Mikey? How can they do this to him? Mac, he's not a criminal. They didn't have to throw him in jail. Well, that's what cops usually do when someone assaults him. Couldn't they see that he was different? It's hard to be objective when someone's attacking you. Well, if King hadn't shown up, it never would have happened. Then something else would have. Mac, whose side are you on anyway? I'm not on anybody's side. This isn't about whether I like Michael, whether he's gentle, or or whether he has a good soul. It's about the reality of his life. The guy doesn't have a life. Don't you think he deserves one? Of course I do. Well, then we have to figure out a way how to give it to him. Just like that?
1: Just like that. We can make it work.
2: Richie, we're immortals, we're not gods.
0: Which means? It means we can't give him a life he doesn't have, no matter how much we want to. That's not fair. I know it's not.
1: You think it's all random? Who's gonna be beautiful? Who's gonna be smart? Who's gonna be like Einstein, and who's gonna be like Mikey?
0: It depends what century you're asking me about, Richie. Right now, I think there's some sort of plan going on. I just don't know what it is. How old do you think he is? I don't know. And I don't think he does either. Sometimes I look at a Mac and I see something more though. I really believe a part of him
1: knows what he is. Maybe he does, but it doesn't change anything. Well, let's just get him out of there. And then what? I don't know. I'm working on it. A lot to unpack. Yeah, there's this a lot. Let's talk about the beginning of this. So Mac is apparently a shitty internet comment section about like Trayvon Martin. Yeah Oh yeah. sorry Was that too hot a take Go go, Max on, no, go just like It's hard for police To be objective When they're being assaulted The police just ran This guy over And they right. got like Lightly shoved Right And now they're Arresting him And Max like Mikey's a fucking Menace to society It's
2: like, Yeah I don't know if he's Taking that stance Or he's just saying That's cops being cops I don't know I don't think so I think he's
1: putting this one on Mikey. What about Mikey on Mikey Violence, huh? What about that? (laughs) I I have no idea what this is Yeah, it is a little weird. I mean, I think if they had shown Mikey act worse. Yeah, Mikey looks so innocent in this. And also, can you blame a person for being disoriented after they almost got fucking murdered? Yeah. Yeah. He's got broken, like, a hit like that, he's got shattered ribs. Like, his will heal, because he's special, but like... Because he's immortal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. But, like, it it would not be unreasonable for you to shove the person who just shattered half of your body off of you. I don't know, Mac. You're really letting me down on this one. So, Mac
0: seems to be kind of invoking kind of the rules of the game a little bit. It's like, this is the reality of his life. Like, it's not about him being good or bad, but, like, I don't know what to do with him because he's a thing that other people aren't. I'm an immortal. Uh, Jesus (laughs) Christ. uh, And, like, how do we handle this? Which is interesting. Uh, And Richie's still kind of on board. Like, we have to help him. And I guess Mac is backing off that stance a little bit now. I think
1: Mac has just seen, like, up close how difficult this is going to be. Like, Mikey could have gotten him killed in that fight with Tyler if Tyler wasn't a complete putz. like The the biggest piece of shit immortal we've ever encountered.
0: Yeah. So the other aspect of this conversation is this idea of fate. Yes. And Richie's like,
1: who determines who's born? Which way or another way, I started yelling the word "yes" at my screen during the speech. Do you think it's all random? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like who's beautiful? Yes. Who's bad? Yes. Whether you're Einstein? Yes.
0: Or for that matter, who's immortal and who's not?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Richie like, locked out. Are like. Mikey. The oh, he says that. Like, yeah. He like pauses like Ugh. Mikey. This made me, I don't know, feel weird. <laughs> it is weird. And Mac makes it in some ways weirder
0: because he's like, what, what, what do you think, Mac? And he's like, well, it depends on what century you asked that me. line, I don't. That, that was the most confusing it, thing And it's, it's like, said. huh?
2: Is that what he's saying? What century you asked Mac? Me. So he
0: says, oh. if you asked me before, he might say it's random. But today, he's like, I'm thinking there's
1: a plan to all of this now.
2: Oh, uh, well, that's not how I interpreted it. But that makes more sense. Because before I was like, is, what does he mean, what century? I had no idea. Th-
1: I was a bit unsure what that means. I think, Keith, what you just laid out is the best interpretation of it. At first, though, I just thought he was thinking about or was trying to describe that like he lived in a century where kind of, like, divine providence and, like, having things be preordained was the common belief. Right. Like, that everything in your life was fate, largely because of a, a deity's intervention. Right. So, at first, I thought that maybe it was a reference to that, but then he follows it up by saying, I think there's a plan. Yeah. So, like, I think that... That's weird. I think it that, that really means he's communicating what you said.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of shitty, too. It's like, so, Mikey's part of this plan, how? buddy like but i mean it like, seems pretty shitty to me yeah. like
2: with the immortal universe though there is kind of like proof that there is some sort of plan because they're a, all guided by this like unseen force that they fair. have yeah. to all kill each other until only one of them's left
1: right and they're gonna feel that irresistible pull at some yeah.
2: point for the gathering yeah right. i don't know if this some... is tapping
0: into that gathering aspect still it's a
2: weird bit. that that's not brought up more in this plot like he doesn't talk about the actual gathering more like because mac doesn't really say like so like someone will kill him eventually
1: like he's not gonna be the only one it's weird yeah it's it's
2: It's such a strange
1: line that
0: should really just not be in the script because it's not not. needed for any reason and just is puzzling
1: so amen you said this made you feel weird just richie's like for existential struggling with
2: the randomness of the universe and the more like how he refers to michael like Part of me, or Mikey, Michael, Michael. Michael. (laughs) my favorite John Travolta movie. I think
0: think there's an aspect to calling him Mikey that is like invoking a child. Like, like that's, that's the show where the writer's trying to be like channeling, like, think of him like a child. Like, let's call him Mikey, like not Michael. You know what I mean? Like giving him a ninja turtle. Yeah. Yeah.
2: My favorite's Raphael. used to be Donatello. Now it's Raphael. Because I'm older, man. Life life has (laughs) scarred me. Yeah, you've you've gotten so angry in your old age. (laughs) Got a lot of angst. Angst, but like Richie, I feel like is infantilizing Mikey, and I'm not like up on this. I, I don't deal with autistic people in my day to day life. I don't know if this is a positive portrayal or not. Part of me thinks it is, and part of me wonders. Like, and part of me also are they dehumanizing him or infantilizing him? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, I think because that's part, part of this like weird like
0: sympathy porn, porn thing. thing. Like yeah. the way it like pulls on certain. Your heartstrings in a certain way, and like you know, Duncan has to call it like he's not a puppy dog, like because the script, like Richie's reactions, make him f- like that. Like he yeah. treats him like a cute pet. Like oh, we got to take care of him. Like yeah,
1: he doesn't have a bad bone in his body. See, those kind of interactions make me think that it's like a better portrayal, or certainly at least for like 1995, perhaps might be a right. a better portrayal because you do have someone like Richie is infantilizing him, and you do have another character kind of communicating like hang on that's a good point which
0: yeah there's a discussion about it which is good because it could just fly by and him just be completely yeah
2: duncan's taking the realistic approach to this where it's like somebody has to do this work and like be there for him all the time
1: it's interesting and i'm curious to see how this would be prorated I i also don't have a great sense of how accurate it is as we sit here today I'm also curious how good it is prorated for when it was aired. Yeah. yeah. That this yeah. may have, this may have been like a very cutting edge portrayal yeah. in 1995 even if like now we might think about it a little differently. I would imagine it is. That's my hot take, but it's yeah. not really based on evidence.
0: Yeah. My other thought was that like Duncan has seen Mikey get ploughed over taken away by the police. Like what's his plan to rescue him like him and Richie go to the park together? Like were they planning on meeting there prior or did they go back to the dojo meet up then say like oh let's go to the park and talk? Like Richie has maybe his lunch with him? Like Richie has some oh, brown he, bag. He
2: has um this stuff he gives. Oh, that's Mikey what it later. is. Right. Yeah. So
0: maybe they go to get that stuff before
2: get, they like, go I before, guess before they get it, him out of jail. Yeah, before they go to get him from jail, they go to the train store and well, buy this stuff.
1: Well, Richie was out talking
2: to so, uh, social Richie workers. So maybe correct. Mac was uh, going to yeah. find
1: him to take him. Yeah, that, we didn't get that montage where he then drives was. around looking, looking for, for Richie. Richie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I random... I still taste you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the stench of the social work is strong. I can feel the student debt growing around you.
0: <laughs> Anyone uh, notice the sign on the fence in this scene, by the way? It says no. absolutely no vehicles beyond this point. There are literally cars
2: everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. I listen to all these podcasts like all the time and I'm just like
2: getting all this free content and like I'm loving it. But, like, I don't know how I could support them. If only they offered some type of product that they made that helps out the podcast and shows your love of the show.
0: One of my favorite podcasts, Highlander Rewatched. Oh, why do you like that? Uh, it talks a lot about, like, one of my favorite shows, Highlander, and is also, like, kind of funny and quirky and has, like, a sweet reverence for the show, which I like a lot, which is kind of cool. That sounds fair. Yeah.
2: Okay. What, do they, what, what, what do, do they they do, though?
0: though? Well, to raise money for their podcast to help support the amazing content they put out for free every week, they sell an awesome collectible magnet set featuring four of our favorite Highlander characters.
2: Wow, what characters?
0: Well, we've got the star of the show, Duncan... And they also have a modern version of Duncan and a cool Scottish Highlands warrior version of Duncan. Oh, like old school barbarian Mac? That's right. Ooh, I like that Mac. Uh, they've also got an awesome Amanda Joe. magnet, a Joe, and a Methos. Methos, Set like five magnets. So a set of five magnets for? Oh. And it's amazing how much they even charge for it. It's only—it's it, got to cost like fifty bucks, right? No, like 10 not even. Magnet? No, you'd think because these magnets are so strong. I think I could fit, I don't know, how many report cards could I put on my fridge with this? I don't know, maybe like 10? Five, ten? Five, ten? five. I think wow. I could put five, at least five. That's a lot of report cards. It is a lot of
2: report cards. How many child's drawings? these magnets support I guess it depends on the paper
0: that's true and the size of the drawing the t- there's a lot paper of variables stock, here paper stock medium they're drawing in mm-hmm. wax is heavy
2: wax is heavy these
0: are all wax drawings
2: yeah wax drawings
0: watercolors are well that's not really a drawing I guess you would say that's a painting yeah
1: that's yeah, a painting yeah these will not hold paintings don't even try no paintings.
0: get those framed by a professional yeah
1: For your fridge. That's right. For your fridge. I need a real fridge frame. We're going far afield, but how much do these magnets cost? These magnets only cost $15,
2: which is is crazy. That's a deal. What is that? About three bucks a magnet?
0: That's literally exactly three bucks a magnet. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> Where can we get these magnets? You
0: from? can go on Etsy.com and just search for Highlander Rewatch, or you can also go to Facebook.com and find the Highlander Rewatch page and click on our store link right at the top of our page. It says shop now. Hey oh. What if I want to shop later? Just we, wait that, and then <laughs> and then <it> shop now. <laughs> then shop now. Yeah. All right, that's fair advice. At some point you will actually you will be shopping now. We're
2: looking at now, sir. Yeah. Now Buy them today. Today! So, next we cut to
0: the police station. The police bring Mac and Richie in. Okay, so we flash back again to Dakota, 1868. The crowd is getting like unruly outside, and somebody's like, we gotta
1: kill this guy or whatever. It's like, what? Like, cool out. Like, everybody is so upset. Why was this cut here? Like, what about the present triggered this flashback?
2: I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess they needed somewhere to stick it. That's what, That's what, it what she like. said. Uh. Also,
1: they, you retransition. I don't exactly know how they get there, but like back through that window again. Yeah, through
0: a window pane again. It almost in made the me feel like
1: that the entire flashback happened all at once. And then they artificially cut it for some pacing reason, like that it was never supposed to be two transitions.
0: Maybe. Do you think the reason there was all those greenhouses, do you think this was supposed to come before the Mac and Richie talk in the park? That there was a transition with one of those greenhouses? Because that's a lot of glass panes. I don't know. Uh. Yeah, Yeah, it's very strange why this is here. So the way this shakes out is this one guy is kind of leading the mob. They want to break in and kill this guy. The sheriff eventually shows up. Mac is not exactly defusing this situation. Well, he insults.
1: Are you you making fun of me? Someone. Someone should, which is a good burn. I think.
2: Uh, Duncan's very enlightened for (laughs) the time. Which is Mac has never been a racist. Yeah.
1: Of all the the unenlightened. Of all the sexist thinks he is done we know that mac has never been a racist. the worst he's ever said is like you eat raw fish or whatever yeah. like yeah that yeah.
0: that's like gross um and granted he said that in like 1710 <laughs> or some shit people still say that I'm like ew people they eat weird food yeah <laughs> strange deal or strange <laughs> food <laughs> yeah. strange yeah. Food. Tough, tough deals tough, tough deal. deals. fast cars <laughs> Duncan talks to the sheriff and he's like, look, he's like, he's getting fixed up and he's like, we're going to be out of your hair. Don't worry about it.
2: The sheriff even seems like more reasonable than the rest of the town. He's like, you could have picked like a nicer town. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He
0: knows like his town's full of a bunch of shitheads.
2: Yeah. But. (laughs) Cheska is like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Right. So he runs out
0: the
1: back and he's trying to flee and out back. He's going to steal a horse, which is probably a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is definitely like an executable offense Mm -hmm. in these days.
0: Sure. But he's running for his life. So, you know. Right. I can get it. Sure. I mean, I know these people are not going to take kindly to it, but like, oh, I don't necessarily yeah. think he's doing the wrong thing by stealing a horse to get away because mm.
1: there's murder on the other side of the building. Right. But he well, ends it seems up seems like Mac and. But I, I kind of feel like Mac and the sheriff have it under control at this point. They're, yeah. they're, they're going to contain the situation. But I guess he
0: does not know what's going on outside. Right. Which is a bummer that like Mac should like lean in and be like, Hey, it's cool. Like, yeah. don't worry. I got this. Kid. They seem mad, but it's all right.
1: Uh, but so, I got a rifle and I'm I'm macking it out here. So yeah. Uh, so he sees this guy from before uh, whose name is Spice. <laughs> his name is spice
0: Spice. i guess that's his last spice. name so this is the guy that was whipping him and so he's like stop here you worthless bastard and he's like this time you won't be walking away and they start fighting
2: he like grabs onto him the native american chachki grabs spice's gun and like accidentally shoots him with it yes. I guess.
1: or i don't know, know if it's so accidental it's accident. or not no i think he shoots him on purpose yeah it's on purpose yeah i think so given the situation so since this happened we control the spice. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: the crowd now forms around him, and they obviously now need to arrest Tchotchke right. because he has murdered somebody. And they're like, "Well, a trial will decide your fate." Mm-hmm. which in some way seems reasonable but i would say at the time it will no, absolutely he's, he's it's, yeah, it's no yeah. good so yeah. i think he knows that too which is why he flees but duncan yeah. is trying to like talk him down he's like no 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 like just put the gun down calm down and go with these people
2: and he's trying to explain to them like this guy was like whipping him earlier right and blah blah blah
0: and again the sheriff is fairly reasonable about this he's like no like you you have to do this whereas you got the piece of shit all in black who
1: doesn't want any of it so when chashi starts to run away that guy just shoots him yeah matt Mac stops the sheriff from shooting. Right, but then this other guy puts him down. He's like, "Murderer, flee injustice?
2: Yeah, and he like kind of shrugs, and then Mac fucking hits him in the face with the butt of his rifle. That's even more severe. I thought he just punched him. That's
1: better. Yeah, I could. I don't know. I could just watch Mac beat up racists all the time. Yeah. yeah. So super so we're really we're really checking that box here
0: i don't know here that like this flashback looks really good i think except the sepia filter it doesn't like need the sepia yeah. it looks awesome like again there's lots of
2: extras i don't know it looks cool this is a cool western set they've got. i don't know why sometimes they put the filter on and sometimes they i feel like the filter is never good i always it's, like it's it very rare it very
1: rarely works and i feel like it only ever works when the scene is not otherwise very visually interesting
0: yeah like, right it, like like they, they just, did it in that hospital and I think it was just because they didn't have much set dressing. It was like an old abandoned hospital. It's like, well, let's just put a filter on it and that'll spruce it up. But there's no sprucing needed here. Like, yeah, this people is have kind of awesome everything. costumes. Yeah. This oh, is great.
2: Yeah. I don't know.
0: It's weird. So, I think now's a good time to talk about how does this flashback relate to the story in
2: the present? I mean, Max interference, is that really worse than what would have happened to him otherwise?
1: I don't know. Like, I guess there's like supposed to be some cautionary tale that in some ways him interfering gets him killed in a roundabout way. But he probably would have died
0: without medical attention. And again, is this playing into this idea and of fate? Like, is this like a Final Destination yeah. style yeah. thing where it's like, right. well, Mikey would have died in the junkyard if he didn't run away or if Richie didn't save him, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Mikey was going to meet his end with Tyler King. And same thing with this native american boy tchotchke that this guy was going to whip him to death or who knows what but like there's no stopping the plan like once it's in motion like this native american was supposed to die and that mikey's fate is like sealed as
1: well I i don't know that's a good question i mean it's so muddled and we wouldn't be asking those questions if it wasn't for this is there a plan whose plan is it like if they didn't have those discussions i don't think we'd be entertaining the idea you just said but they did have it so now it seems like that's the only reason it happened Right. I don't know. And then
0: also, if, if Mac believes this, like, why is there a reason to do anything? Like, why act at all? Like, why interfere? In there's this the moral imperative posed at the, b- the beginning of the episode. Like, if you see someone that needs help, you must help you them. You help them. And this seems to maybe undercut that. It's like, well, it doesn't matter if you help them because they've got a fate and they're going to meet it.
2: But Mac's not the type of person, as evident by the rest of this series, right. where he just would let an injustice happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he'd do the same thing Richie did. Sure. So it's like, what is the point? of this (laughs) again it's that one
0: line do you think this was like in a earlier script there was more of this stuff and they maybe thought like like you said amen like in this series in general like mac does not seem to hold this view like he helps people when they need it so maybe people like david abramitz were like you know what this doesn't really fit the philosophy of the show or the character and they excised it all Mm -hmm. except for that stray line that made it in
2: Hmm. By
0: accident, maybe. Good question.
2: Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just know.
0: theorizing, like, how did it get to this point?
2: Because it's all very odd. Sometimes I just feel like they're like, oh, we have to have a flashback. Let's do this. And, like, in some ways, I like this flashback,
1: yeah. too. Like, even, like, unaltered, I kind of like it. It's just strange juxtaposed against the main action
2: of this episode. Right. I mean, is it supposed to reflect how the rest of society isn't on board with treating this person like a human i think right, that's
0: probably what's
1: supposed to be. i think it's supposed to be like a thing about like helping the marginalized and like you can help them but you can't prevent like society you can't change society's view all right now now i'm absolutely them. on board with like that, that i guess like that yeah. works for me Cause I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting more and more comfortable that is, with that as we're talking mm-hmm. no Spo- that makes a lot of sense spoiler alert what
2: wow <laughs> <laughs> spoiler.
1: Don't see Infinity Wars. Yeah, don't
2: see it. Here's an Infinity Wars spoiler. <laughs> I don't know. Spoiler alert. Society has problems with Mikey later in this episode.
0: So after this flashback, we then cut back to the present through the doctor's eyeglasses, which I thought was kind of cool. And so we're back in the jail and Richie's like, hey, Mikey, it's Richie Mac, like your buddy. And so he's like, I got you something special. And he pulls out this uh, like train engine and says California Zephyr. And he also gives him an engineer's cap. And Mikey... Fucking loses his mind. How yeah. happy he is! Yeah, he's over the moon, and he starts like conducting. <laughs> yes, he starts calling out cities and stops or whatever. Uh, then they're gonna leave. But like, yeah, my question about like how the police treated Mikey. Okay, let's say them arresting him was fine, right? Like, which I mean, I it g- wasn't. Which it wasn't, but it did happen, so. At what point do they realize Mikey is impaired or whatever? They still put him in a cell? I feel like absolutely Mikey should just be waiting in the waiting room or something, right? Yeah. Like or do they really not think they can control him? Like I I don't know what happened at the jail, but like I have problems with like him being incarcerated. Incarcer- yeah, yeah. Like he's incarcerated for who knows how long. Obviously Mac didn't get there right away, and I'm right. sure there's Paperwork processing and all this sort of stuff. Uh, Who knows if he had to get arraigned? Like what they're charging him for? Who yeah. knows? If anything, yeah. does Mikey want to press charges because they hit him with a car? Yeah. I mean, Mikey probably wasn't supposed to be in the middle of the street, which is probably why they hit him. So right. maybe call that one a wash. I don't. I don't know. But uh, Mikey's been in jail for longer than he probably should, and it's uncomfortable.
2: Mm. And he's just catatonic.
1: Maybe they haven't discovered it because he's catatonic.
2: Yeah. They don't know.
0: Then he needs on. medical attention. If they don't think he's autistic, yeah. you hit somebody with a car, and then they're not speaking. And you don't know they're like autistic. Uh, I think you gotta go it's to the hospital, the hospital, right? Like yeah. something's up. Actually, point. this guy, regardless, should be at the hospital because he just hit him with a car. He's yeah. hit him with a car. Yeah. He's gotta go to the hospital. <laughs> Badly. Yikes. Okay. So we cut to the loft above the dojo, and Richie has, I guess, called Saint Simon's. It's a school in upstate Seekover, I guess, uh, and they're gonna look Which after
2: on holy ground. Right. It's
0: run by a religious organization, and he'll be safe there. And mikey's he's like, no bad men. No
2: Batman. And They have to bribe been, him to take. To, the to, train. To, have you ever to seen a real switchyard? Right,
0: <laughs> because Mikey asks, "It's like, are you going to come with us and or with me?" And they're like, "Well, we'll visit." And he doesn't really want to go. But then they're yeah. like, "Well, we got it. Let's go look at the switchyard or whatever." And Mikey's into that. And this is where we get the Hallelujah chorus. Yeah. So yeah. we cut to this train switchyard and stock footage. Yes, <laughs> lots of really grainy stock footage of trains moving along, uh, and it's the Hallelujah cure- chorus.
2: Uh, Do you think they got the footage from those... Do you remember those tapes you would, like, order as a kid where it would just be, like, footage of trains or construction vehicles? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Maybe. There was a worse product than Zoo Books. Yeah. (laughs)
0: It's that.
2: Zoo Books.
0: I actually thought this was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. Yeah, I thought this was funny. And kind of, like touching like this made mikey's day yeah it's it's sweet so at the end of this kind of montage we get the buzz and richie's gets mikey out of there
2: so when they first pull their swords out like they're by a train but they're in broad daylight and in the background of the shot there are like cars and like trucks and stuff driving around i thought they were supposed to do this in private (laughs) like
0: Also, it looks like uh, – did anyone notice that, like, the T-Bird seems to be parked, like, on the tracks? like it is. Yeah. It's, like, right it there. It's like yep. I Very there's... perilous. <laughs> so Mac is going to take care of this. And so we cut to, like, this building at the Switchyard. Like, I guess they realize since it's out in the open, like, let's go in a building. Like some kind of depot. Right. And King is like, do you want to
1: dance or whatever? Like, I, I, my notes just say, does King want to date Mac? Yes. Because <laughs> he's like <laughs> – And you just let me have this guy, and maybe we can just go for lunch after.
2: I think, yes. I think that's a good reading. Yeah, so they're going to go on a little lunch date. And he's like, I've already eaten.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've already had lunch. He also refers to Mikey as the guy with the missing hard drive. That's true. I had a
2: tuna hoagie before. I had a a tuna hoagie before. We stopped at Subway, (laughs) so no thank you.
1: So, Mac, this is also leading into why Tyler is the least threatening villain. Mac handles him so easily in this thing. He's like smiling the whole time. Like Mac yeah. looks like he's having a blast. At one point Mac winks at him.
0: Yeah. This almost looked like this like the same train yard from the cross of Saint Antoine. Did anyone yeah. think of that yeah. I was like, Ooh. I wonder if it's the
1: same place. Might be. Yeah. Does anyone else just think that this guy's Michael Christian two point <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's
0: a real nothing burger. Yeah. As you would say, Kyle. Yeah. He has, there's a cool <laughs> shot though of Mac. Like so we should say that now we're just gonna there's gonna be all this jumping back and forth the way these two scenes are intercut. So Mac is fighting, Tyler King and outside, we'll see that Richie and Mikey are about to get like in a tussle with the police. So, why don't we talk about first what's going on with Mac and wrap that up? So, there's a cool shot of Mac swinging on like a lever, like a rope thing, yeah. which is from the opening credits. Yeah. So, I guess that's cool. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really nothing. Like,
2: yeah, this next- they're on a train at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, they get on the this like steam looking locomotive y type thing Mm -hmm. they fight on that it's kind of cool i guess
1: and then mac wins
2: and there's a
0: quickening and that's about it
2: yeah okay so outside what's going on so richie and mikey are like the cutting's weird they're about to get in the car i thought but then they're not in the car and they're outside of the car and the cops pull up and they have a picture of mikey
1: they have now found the bodies from the junkyard right? right And I guess they knew that Mikey lived there, so I guess he's the number one suspect. Right, which makes sense also because he did kill one of them. Right, yeah. Yeah, he did, in fact, kill Helen. Yeah. But they also, I guess, think he killed Alan.
2: They know that Mikey's with McCloud, I guess because Mac. Picked him up.
0: These guys also get, I guess, very aggressive. I mean, I guess he is a suspected murderer.
2: They pull their guns right yeah. away, right?
0: They say, "Stay down, or you're a dead man." Twice. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, like, how are they not figured out already what this guy's deal is? Well, they should know yeah. that. Like, he's been arrested already. These are the same Seacouver police. I mean, same department, but like, the, no, they're the
1: same cops too, aren't they?
0: Are they the I same? Think they are. They are the yeah.
1: same cops.
0: So there is no need for this behavior. <laughs> At all, they just
2: have a grudge against him.
0: And then
1: Richie is like, "Well, well, nothing pisses you off like hitting a guy with your car." Yeah, (laughs) that really makes me hate that guy. Yeah, because he got away. It's
2: taking it out of my salary. Uh,
1: I can think of the whole time was the joke in Naked Gun Two. Frank goes to meet George H W Bush because he's being honored for killing the most <laughs> drug dealers, <laughs> and he just responds like, "Well, actually, the last two I just backed down with my car. <laughs> luckily, they happened to be drug dealers." <laughs> and it's just like that's what they're doing with Mikey. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know we flattened him with our car, but luckily he happened a, a to be murderer. a murderer.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Richie, very reasonably, is like, "Hold on, like he's got problems. Like I, I, he's with me. Let me let me handle this. I can." And like they're like, "You get down too, like." <laughs> (laughs) yeah there is no semblance of like being calm or like this has been escalated way too high this is at
2: 11 as soon as the cops and mikey is just
0: there clutching his train yeah kind of babbling about train stuff
2: as he does he goes like fucking bonkers and smashes one of the cops heads through the cop car window and breaks his neck we come to find out we eventually
0: find out yeah we don't know how this really plays out in in the moment but then him and richie flee right yeah so richie and mikey run down the train tracks they're now kind of far away i guess near some tunnel and mac eventually catches up with them and mikey says he's hungry
2: hungry. i'm (laughs) hungry richie i'm hungry Uh, as soon as you said that's like like, i know i know what's happening now this is gonna be so Uh, bad so yeah mac finds them somehow and they're hiding behind a bunch of barrels
0: (laughs) like yeah and so richie's like well we can still make it like you know we got to go but then mac like pulls him aside he's like no you don't know what happened like you forgot your jacket like come over this way and he tells him that one of the police officers is dead this is i guess richie's realization now that like and some to some degree furthering Max's suspicions that like mikey is not safe to be in the world they're like we gotta do something
2: mikey can't go to saint simon's because the cops are going to be looking for him forever forever yeah and he can't go to jail because then it'll be revealed that right he's immortal now for two homicides he'll be in jail forever right
1: right which i would say maybe he'll be sent to a special institution but based on the way C. treats people in Mikey's situation, nope, nope, nope. nope. Yeah.
2: So this is like a, a pretty effed up situation, but they come to the conclusion that he needs to be killed. Yes. And Mac's going to do it, and Richie says he'll do it. This is rough. This is really, this, this, this is fucked. To Kyle's point, I almost, I almost shed it's, a tear.
0: Yeah, no, this is really upsetting.
2: And his performance is really good. Pruitt, Taylor, Scott Vince. Scott Pruitt. Scott yeah. Pruitt he's, and Stan Kirsch does a yeah. great job in this episode too.
0: And also, like like we said, like Richie is big boy Richie, but like has hints of that naivete. I think this is a moment where like Richie grows up a
1: lot. Like he takes ownership of this. Like this is a big moment, I think, for Richie too. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's like going to the tunnel, and then like Richie follows after him, and he's like excited, like oh, because
0: really Richie kind of tricks him. He's like, let's go see the this train. Like, have you ever seen it? And they yeah. go
1: into the tunnel.
0: It's like oh boy.
2: And then Richie stops and is kind of just looking at him. And also Richie. Hiding his sword like magically. Right. (laughs) So Richie pulls the sword
0: out, and when Mikey sees it, he kind of knows what's going on. I think this also lends credence to what Richie was saying. Like, I think Mikey knows more about what's happening than we think. Like, I think Mikey does know he's done
1: bad things. He also does – he must know he's immortal because he knows how to kill himself. Right. Yeah, and there's this, this really good shot with, like, Mikey running and then Richie moving towards him with his sword drawn. Yeah. And it's great. And, like, under different circumstances, I'm like, this is, would be a badass shot if it wasn't about to go, like – it's like very like threatening looking. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's like a really good shot that under the circumstances is a very different meaning than it would otherwise. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mikey gets emotional. He's like, I'll do it. You don't have to do it. And he's like, I'm going to see King of Trains.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, my Ooh. God.
2: He like puts his head. On the train track. And there's a train coming. Yes. That's yeah, yeah you can like, hear it in the distance. And he's just
1: like, I'm not even afraid. I'm not even afraid. I'm fine, Richie. I'm fine. Oh, I'm my God. Afraid. I'm not like
0: getting more emotional I now know, thinking like, about it I than s- I did when and, like, I watched
1: it. And, like, Stan Kirsch is crying, and it's like... It's fucked up. Yeah. It's this really is really up. rough.
2: This is the second immortal train killing that we've seen.
1: Right.
0: Oh, who's the... Saving Grace. Saving Grace. Saving Grace. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, the train goes by. It's kind of off camera. And then Richie gets the quickening. Yeah. Which is also in a lot of ways like kind of fucked up. Yep. Well, one thing on the logistics level, like, I guess you get the quickening if you're close
1: to a person. Is this the very first time that's been like explicitly revealed? Yeah. Though There's still in my mind this hanging question of is there a notion that you caused it? Like, I'm comfortable saying that Richie caused his death, even though it's like kind of self-inflicted, like. Richie is there to kill him. Right. And in response, he puts his neck down on the thing. Yeah. So it's not, like, purely random. It's not, Mm. like, purely separate from Richie's actions. Right. Which is a minor complication. Yeah,
0: that's true, though. So anyway, so yeah, now Richie has to, I guess, live with Mikey's, like, quickening ghost in him or whatever. I mean, whoever, however that shakes out. uh, It doesn't matter. But I think it's upsetting that, like, Richie gets the quickening. Yeah. Like, that's disturbing. Well, Uh, I mean, he
2: was going to get it. Regardless, yeah. 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 It's a little messed up. Mm? It's kind of a cool quickening. There's, yeah. like, fire in the train tunnel. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool.
0: And Mac has to, like, watch on. Mm-hmm. So then the denouement of this episode, we cut to Mac's new digs, this Victorian-era house. Max shirtless. Max shirt shirtless. I have I that he's looking want to work ripped. on a house shirtless, personally. No. No, no, I wouldn't either. We want, Get like, a little bit of
1: protection. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so Richie's like, hey, it looked better in the picture. And Mac is like, yeah, I guess it did. And I'm like, did you buy this site unseen? Like, what do you mean it looked better in the picture?
2: Yeah, I don't think he went to visit it. <laughs>
0: what? What a move.
2: Yeah. $700,000 house. Mac must just be loaded, loaded, loaded.
1: Yeah. He tricks that Lafitte, man. Oh, that's true. And then we get a weird, you hear a train in the distance. And they both kind of look up, and then we get treated to, like, a weird flashback-y montage thing. Like
0: a reprise of the Hallelujah Chorus again, mm-hmm. and then it's over. I hated this. I, I wrote that, too. I, as much as I liked the Hallelujah Chorus montage, I did not like it at the end here. I wouldn't have minded the train whistle and just, like, eh, Mikey, like, less so. I mean, that's, like, a little sappy. but what
1: I, You know what I was expecting? Like, to then hear the train, there'd be a moment of silence, and then Richie say what train it was. Oh, that'd be great. That's Ooh. what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's the 245 to see Coover from Kansas City. Yeah, that he's some got shape. some of that train
2: that Cax. would have been interesting
1: that's what i thought was gonna happen or even if it was just like a train thing and they just looked at each other longingly yeah and then kissed uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh like that would have almost this is like too much also like the hallelujah chorus thing was funny like, right that was a joke when right. it was originally done and now i don't know what it is yeah
0: it's like been recontextualized as like a uh,
2: uh, longing or sad
0: yeah or i mean this idea of Like, just, I mean, the context of how we, of course, like, did Mikey go to heaven? Is that what this is? Like, and there's a divine plan for all
1: of it. You know what I mean? I don't know. In some philosophies, (laughs) (laughs) killing yourself with a train. We encountered this in Homeland. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mikey's in
2: hell. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is what I thought was going to happen with Mikey. I thought all the train stuff. He was saying, and this might just be crazy. I thought that these were going to be like all the various trains he had been on in his immortal life. So he wasn't like a train fact person, but he was just like avid train. Right, he had a long commute. No, not like, <laughs> like he was reciting train rides he'd been on. I think if while this, he was immortal or oh, something, oh, like over the centuries. Yeah, the I think if yeah.
0: if this was like a more this show had a bigger budget and was like longer or whatever. Like, I feel like you'd get a montage like that. Like that would be an interesting way to tell the story. Like at the end it's revealed that like you see him riding a bunch of different trains, different costumes, like over history. And it's like, Oh, like makes sense.
2: Yeah, I don't it's like know. A very I thought it was Slumdog
0: be Millionaire style, like uh,
2: ending <laughs> something more than just like a Rain Man ripoff, right? Which is what I thought this episode was going to be.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I remembered this episode pretty vividly, but like in the context of the episode, the way they're talking, it's like, oh, I wonder if there'll be a reveal at some point that Mikey wasn't always this way, that maybe he wasn't born like this, like maybe he had an episode or like something, or his first death was in a train crash, crash. like maybe it he was, like was an s-
0: engineer or something.
1: And it was like something yeah. traumatic made him this way Yeah, on the yeah. first transcontinental railroad derailment. He died and like he's become obsessed with it and mm-hmm. like it did something to him. Yeah, that would be know. interesting. Because like that also would have spoken to the things like he knows what he is. Like he's he, he's more aware than we think he is. Right. Like there some are different ways it could some have gone.
2: Clues so, to what his immortal life was. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. So, guys, before we go any further, how about we read some Watcher Chronicles for this episode? Let do it. So our first Watcher Chronicle is for Mikey Bellows.
2: Mikey Bellows. And
0: so it's a uh, very interesting stats on him. Born unknown, uh, first death unknown, first teacher undetermined. Unknown, <laughs> unknown, 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 unknown. Occupation, protege of Richie Ryan.
1: What? <laughs> protege? We, we can all agree that's a full-time job. Yeah.
0: Now, here's the most interesting part about it, though. Watcher, Joe Dawson. What? Yeah?
2: He wasn't (gasps) in the episode. No, but he's on his portfolio. Cut to clip of that dog looking at (laughs) Lucille. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so
0: uh, I said it's a pretty easy assignment. This guy's not going anywhere, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's a pretty small
2: file. Yeah. Thanks, Joe, for not helping at all.
0: So his chronicle reads, nobody knew where he came from. or what, or
2: what were... <laughs> he was doing
0: <laughs> or how long he'd been wandering but there was something about mikey that made people want to help him maybe there was something about him that reached out to that empty place inside a lot of the immortals seem to have the place where children should be this is that's what? that's very weird and again this like sympathy porn I think that's what attracted Richie Ryan to Mikey. But for all his innocence and helplessness, Mikey was no child, and he proved more than once what a danger he could be. I honestly don't know what I would have done in Richie's position. Mikey didn't ask to be the way he was. That was some sick cosmic joke. Take away a man's capacity to to take care of himself and then sentence him to live forever. There was no way Richie could have kept him safe. Mikey'd shown there was no place safe enough, especially when immortals came gunning for him. There was no easy answer. I guess it was up to Mikey to prove that he could take care of himself.
1: Mm. I'm having a hard time picturing that in Joe's voice. I
0: know, right? Yeah. There's a little
1: place inside where children are supposed to be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's a law and order child for that. <laughs> Some sick cosmic joke. Uh so then we have a Watcher Chronicle on Mr. Tyler King. He was born in eighteen eighty six in Sacramento, California. <laughs> Sorry. His first death was in 1911. He died in a brothel fire.
1: <laughs> of, fucking, of course, this creep did. Yeah. His Worst first immortal. His first teacher <laughs> was
0: Cassie Lothrop. He's called, I don't know, Lothrop. Original cultural affiliation, American. Recent base of operations, no fixed address. Occupation, headhunter. And his watcher is Lino Ortega. <laughs> what? Is- Lino And his chronicle reads, Sometimes I think immortals were put on Earth just to prove that life, even eternal life, is just a cruel joke. It's completely random, and it's completely unfair. Wolfgang Mozart, dead at 35. Alexander the Great at 33. Dylan Thomas, before he reached 40. What further greatness might they have reached if they'd even had a few more years? Which brings me to Tyler King. Still going strong at 109. What has he given the world? A really big bar tab? Fashion tips? He's a complete waste of space. <laughs>
1: I love uh, it when these watchers get super
0: judging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. He's a complete waste of space who only acts worth noting are when he kills people who usually had a lot more to give the world than he ever will. I can't wait for the day someone finally whacks this loser and saves his air for someone more worthy to breathe it. That last sentence reads like a Trump tweet. Yeah. Someone whacks Fuck this loser.
1: Low IQ Duncan McLeod.
0: So uh this is a pretty heavy episode, so we'll lighten things up. Question mark with a fun-filled game.
2: So we're gonna play a game of Watcher Tube. Um I have three rounds here, and Keith and Kyle have to guess the episode of Highlander based off of these clues that I called from YouTube. Are you guys ready to play? I'm ready. Kyle, yes, are you let's ready? do it. Keith, you're, you tend to beat me in this game, so I'm nervous now. Round one. I don't know who wrote the scripts for this, but wow, you really did a great job per this episode and some others. <laughs> Homeland. <laughs> no,
0: but good guess, Keith. Uh, uh, I'll, and some and others. Some others. I'll say Vendetta.
2: No. I hope it's like a really poorly written episode. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan is such a fool, he should have banged her so hard. And I just want to say Duncan is spelled (laughs) D-U-N-C-U-N.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, This still makes me want to say Homeland, but we already know that's wrong.
2: Duncan.
1: She
0: banged her so So hard. hard.
1: Good God. Which one is this? I'm trying to think of episodes with women he doesn't have sex with.
2: Revenge of the Sword. No. Bless the Child. No. Ah. Good guess. Question the third. Or comment the third, I should say. WTF. She finds out she is immortal, and her first thoughts are, I've always had a thing for you, Duncan. Write a passage. Yes. Shit, I couldn't come up with it. Good job. he should have
0: banged. She's this... a kid. She's a child. Are you kidding? But a Duncan, really
2: well-written script. Duncan is such a fool. He should have banged her so hard. A fool. Round two. They are immortals. Immortals is spelled wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they can stick their swords up their arses and survive.
1: What does that mean? I don't know. Weird, weird, weird. Free fall. No. Road not taken. No. <laughs> clue two. Dirt bikes. Vroom. Uh. <laughs> Dirt bikes. Vroom. That's great. Uh, Studies in light. Yes. Good job. Shit. Well done. I think you already won, probably. What was the first clue that gave it to me? <laughs> really? One.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, which one did they yeah. stick their swords up their ass? <laughs> oh, that's Studies right. in light.
2: So now, round three for posterity, but Keith has won. Nice job. Good pull on right of Passage. Rite I was trying to passage. think of dirt
0: bike-centric episodes.
2: <laughs> I was trying to think of dirt bike-centric episodes. What a beautiful episode to watch on a late Sunday morning with Guinness. Hi, home one. Yes.
0: Oh, that, I thought... Oh, damn it! I thought that was the last clue for... Uh, studies in light oh no sorry oh well what was the last clue for studies in light
2: gregor was my ever first (laughs) immortal asides from duncan or connor ever ever first first?
1: yeah like happily
2: ever first (laughs) yeah i get it gregor was my ever first immortal asides from duncan or connor he holds a special place in my heart my ever first immortal any other good ones for homeland this one 's good you 'll note this particular episode was directed by Adrian Paul. It brings out all the best traits of an artistic concept in full development. It talks <laughs> di- it talks directly to the human spirit almost
0: almost <laughs>
2: almost what is this? Wow, and this one 's really gross. Thanks.
0: Is this also Homeland? Yeah. Okay.
2: Thanks for uploading this episode. I was a huge fan of this show when I was a kid, and it's still one of my favorite shows of all time. The episode still holds up after all these years pretty well. The only criticism I have, this is the only criticism he has or she <laughs> of the entire series. Is that Duncan didn't close the deal with that gorgeous redhead. She was practically aching for it. Oh
0: <laughs> Whoa.
2: Highlander fans on YouTube are disgusting. Yes, they
0: <laughs> are. real gross.
2: Just gross pigs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. And that's how you play Watchertube.
2: Boop, 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 boop. Good job, Keith. Well done. And huh. Kyle.
0: All right, so let's
1: talk about our final thoughts on this episode. What do we think? I think this episode brings more emotional content than perhaps any episode before it perhaps any episode after it so hard to knock it on that front i think if it had a better villain this would really come together
2: yeah the villain in this is lame 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 yeah also also doesn't need one really
1: it doesn't need much i think it
0: does need something like i feel like that's why he is lame it's like they need some danger to be after mikey right in some way yeah or maybe not. I mean, because Mikey doesn't get in trouble with immortals. He gets in trouble with mortals. Yeah, it could be.
1: Like, the cops could be enough of a catalyst to keep this moving. Yeah. Inspirers are going to have a villain make him something, you know? All
0: and I got- wanted him to espouse some more philosophical things. Like, he maybe should be speaking the way Duncan spoke.
1: Ooh, what if he was there to mercy kill him? He could be there when it's like, what you're doing is cruel. Like, this Ooh. guy is going to go down. Maybe he's the one who tells them about Helen. Like, uh. I killed Alan for game reasons. Like, I was there for him. Or maybe they have some ancient beef. Who gives a shit? But, like, it's like, I was there to kill Alan. This guy killed his wife. He's not right. Like, yeah. someone's gonna come looking for him. And if they do, it's gonna screw all of us. Because he's gonna go to jail. People are gonna find out about immortals. Right. Long litany of reasons. But he's like, we have to, like, he's the one who wants to put him down. Mm. And then maybe Richie fights him because he doesn't believe it, but, like, eventually comes around in the end. Yeah. I don't know.
0: That's interesting. That's very much like uh, Dalman Ross yeah because that's similar to his argument like duncan's tricked by kenny and domin's like no no no, you don't know what this is like i'm not the bad guy right really
1: so. or even if he could be like a bit of a bad guy yeah like, he could okay be. he's like a little bit bad but like make him articulate a point that maybe the heroes come around to in the yeah,
0: end yeah don't like, call him lunch meat like yeah yeah he, he needs to not be so heavy-handed with his
2: well when we just so you know,
1: single-mindedly focused in wanting to kill him for reasons yeah. is unknown unknown
2: yeah, we just kind of have to make up reasons why he's after yeah. Mikey. Even if there's just an explicit thing, it would be better.
0: Right. I mean, Mikey maybe could have killed someone he loved by accident. And then we get into a whole other... Like, that actually would tie into this idea of, like, justice with Mikey. Because that's a question I wanted to ask in a little bit. Or now, I guess. Uh, so that's a question. There's, of, a, there's a much left. <laughs> yeah. So there is a question of what is justice for someone like mikey like mikey has done wrong things bad things he's killed
1: two people that we know of right obviously not on purpose but it's well exactly
0: yeah so not it's not on purpose necessarily i mean i think he meant to shove the cop but not sure if he meant to kill him probably not but yeah uh i think the judicial system does come across this every once in a while i know it's gone to
1: court a number of times and these people are usually institutionalized right uh you know Mikey is, in some ways, dangerous. Yeah. Obviously, the situation here was, like, unusually tense because you've got life and death situations going on. Right. But like, and, and was this a court case not too long ago in Texas?
0: Was was there an issue about this? I, I don't want to misspeak, but I feel like I remember reading something about, like, execution of the mentally ill as being, like, a very hot topic. Well, that's topic. been
1: something that's people have wondered about for a long time. Because a lot of people who commit these kinds of crimes are not necessarily not like mikey necessarily but like do have intellectual
2: impairments of some kind and it's like what do you do with them yeah it's it's tricky i don't don't know what justice for him looks like yeah maybe he's just institutionalized or something right there
1: is a certain consistency in this it's unclear how someone can get justice in part because of their immortality that duncan advocates stepping in and dealing with it right like Mm -hmm. that's something that seems consistent though here it's coming from a much more sympathetic right place it's it's rough it's real rough i mean wouldn't want to have to make any of the any of the calls related to this episode
0: so on the special features it's interesting david rahmat speaks that he thinks that mac is unwilling to help because this might be a con from mikey and he's like mac's been around so long he's seen it all and he's worried that this might not be all it is and i was like wow i did not get that impression
1: at all i mean if putting it in the context of episodes like the lamb where it was a con under like a very similar sympathetic grounds like, I could see why he'd be a little wary of it. I don't know that it reads through in his performance that he's being skeptical, That but... Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see that from Adrian Paul.
1: No. And, like, I get the... Like, if the, if the notion is just that McCloud maybe knows that Mikey's done something wrong in the past, or, like, there's more going on than Mikey is sharing, that I buy. Yeah. I don't get the impression that he thinks, like, he's the subject of, like, a long con.
2: That doesn't read. Yeah, I, di- I didn't get that either.
0: Interesting.
1: So... David Abramowitz has an
0: opinion on what the judgment of Mikey should be. Why don't we listen to it, and then we can talk about what Mr. Abramowitz thinks. You know, I think he knew he did something bad, and I think that
1: he had to pay. You know, there are, for everyone, and I mean everyone, there are. you know, you have an obligation to pay for what you've done. Um, you don't get a free ride. Mikey doesn't get a free ride. At the end, we thought we gave him dignity by allowing him to make the choice. That implies level of agency that Mikey does not possess, and a level of intentionality that Mikey does not possess. I am not on board with that.
0: I agree. I I don't like the, the, the term has to pay for well, his... He, like, it, that seems to imply something
1: like i agree there should be consequences for his actions like i agree that perhaps he needs to be institutionalized perhaps he is a danger to himself and others but like the d- the degree of import like the the way in which he imports just like purely retributive like notions into how we're supposed to think about mikey i i find uh, troubling mm-hmm. i disagree very strongly I do too. yeah i do too yeah uh i mean i don't know <laughs> good, good
0: shit Amy. Yeah. <laughs> so question of the week for you guys and listeners at home uh you can respond to this question by writing us at highlander rewatched at gmail.com and send us your thoughts so guys what would you do in this situation yeah, yeah.
2: you were mikey. <laughs> i thought it was weird how in the beginning i thought that this duncan buying this house was gonna play into this and he's like i just bought this house on this seven acre estate we can we hide can them. hide mikey there yeah That's where I thought this was going. Interesting. And then when it didn't, and Mikey is killed, I was like, oh. Never mind. That's sad. (laughs) Or then I thought, like, Duncan, at the end, was going to be like, oh, wait, I just bought this house. (laughs) I I thought that was weird, but I don't know if I could bring myself to kill Mikey. I also was thinking, like, could the Watchers help with this? They're not supposed to interfere, though. No. Killing him, I still feel like, is kind of a bridge too far, even though he did kill two people.
0: But there's also Ursa who killed live, kill intentionally, very intentionally intentionally killed 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 several people,
2: and like fought Mac with a ginormous sword blade.
1: Yeah, and we had Tessa there though, saying like, "This is not how you treat treat, treat the like mentally ill." Like, yeah, she was there sticking up for it, and arguably, and Mac came around eventually.
0: But like Max sent him to a church or whatever. Yeah. Like to even though we should be looking for him. Absolutely. And he, I, I don't see this as being he's very malicious.
2: different at all. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas he,
1: if, he just wants to fuck D.D. Bridgewater. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Mikey wouldn't have never been... Wouldn't have never... <laughs> oh Mikey wouldn't have never even been in this situation if it wasn't for the game and the cops. So I just think... Yeah, it's, being treated very unfairly by these police yeah. officers. Yeah. Like, so because somebody went to try to murder him and because the cops treated him like also shit. tried to murder him like he was provoked in a way both times into harming people that is true like that's not fair maybe just let him wander and whatever happens to him happens to him i mean that's cruel too but it's and maybe not, puts other people some in some ways worse yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. it's it's somewhat intractable and like i kind of get their decision but i don't get their decision in the sense of like delivering justice to Mikey
0: I don't necessarily think that's what's happening in this show I mean I I think think David Abramowitz 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 thinks but I I never think that Mac thinks like there needs to be justice for this we need to kill Mikey and I don't think Richie thinks that either I think it's mostly just that like there are no options for Mikey this is what we got to do to put him down essentially or yeah, yeah. it's
2: like a mercy, right. it's a mercy killing. killing why couldn't they look after him at the estate or whatever
1: well at that point they're also harboring like a fugitive like then they're uh, also that, committing that's true. they're yeah. also committing a serious crime at that point
0: right. right so would you have killed mikey Heyman? you've answered uh, no right yeah no if I, those are the cho- choices kill mikey or don't kill mikey uh, or the, the question really is is it right to do this maybe is that the question not would you do it but do you think it's right so i like, don't know i'm 65 35 on yes that but, it's the right thing?
1: Yeah. Uh-uh. And of
0: course, this is always complicated.
1: Like, all these moral questions hinge on the fact that there is an immortal game. Which, in my mind, prevents what I would otherwise want the answer to be, which is, like, find a way to get this guy institutionalized. Correct. Max, i got the money to get him good lawyers who could guarantee that, like, he'd wind up somewhere positive. Right.
2: But that's not possible because
1: of the strictures of the game. Correct.
2: He can't get him into Paris somehow, get Maurice to forge him a fake passport and... Yeah, Ooh, I mean, is that
1: why Maurice is around? He's his forger guy? He's his, his, yeah.
2: his passport man? Well, I mean, he's already, like, dumping B- Duncan's headless bodies into the river. He <laughs> yeah. made that up. But, <laughs> yeah, that's our fanfic. fact. Yeah. This is also. I don't know if this is
0: the first time there's been like a moral judgment. This is a different kind of moral judgment than the show's ever dealt with. Like, it
2: is. Like
0: this is not someone murdered. I mean, well, it is somebody murdered somebody else, but like they
2: didn't do it evilly.
0: Yeah, this is not a bad guy that he's passing judgment on, or I don't know. It's it's it feels different to me. I don't know.
2: Yeah, this is like what we've been asking for in a way. We're always like, there's a question on whether Duncan should have killed this bad guy or not. Not that Mikey's the bad guy in this episode, but like if they didn't make him so evil that would be more interesting.
0: Definitely more interesting. Here, but here I we've think that's someone
2: who's not evil at all. Right. But like, I you know, think
0: like, in those episodes, it always is still, well, they're still the bad guy of the episode. Maybe not super evil, but they're the bad guy. This is very different. This is not a bad guy.
2: Right. But it is like somebody who's killed people. Our heroes are forced to kill him. And mm-hmm. we're like, ooh, is this right?
0: Yeah. This is tricky.
2: It's very intractable.
0: I also give this show a lot of props for telling this kind of story. Like, I don't know if this is ever the sort of story I would have thought of. Like, if I was writing a show like Highlander, to be like, no. what about this angle? and it's really i don't know it's outside the bun it's <laughs> it
1: taco bell taco bun taco, taco bun. bun i
0: don't know it's a, it's a very interesting story to tackle in this
1: mythology i agree with that and frankly i put the percentage at 65 35 i don't think anybody could say anything to get me above 65 comfortable with it yeah you know what i mean like i'm capped out
0: no there's no like, way even if you believe yeah. one way or the other that i yeah. think
1: you can believe
0: it A hundred percent. No, there's no easy choice to me. If you
1: you could get to a hundred percent on any decision in this situation, like, you're kind of kidding yourself. Not looking at the right tomato meter. All right, so this is a good episode, right? Are we ready? Yeah, let's rate 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 this. this
0: Kyle, how many ho trains out of five would you give this? How many ho trains? Ho trains.
1: Four and a half ho trains. All right. We've talked about some things I think could be stronger in this. I think, like, a, a good villain is enough to make this a five. But the most complicated and fraught moral question we've gotten pretty terrific performances, just, I don't know, delivers on a lot of avenues. And frankly, only episode of Highlander I'm aware of that almost made me cry. So uh, that's hard to compete with. Amen.
0: How many King of Trains would you give this?
2: I'm going to give it four. The bad guy, the bottles, and the flashback make it not perfect for me. But otherwise, this is like a really good episode. And Pruitt, he's amazing. He's really good. Yeah. Like, his performance is outstanding
0: i might give this a five wow Damn, five piece trains uh is this our first five i might have given the samurai five i think you've
1: given another five before i can't remember and listeners
0: <laughs> yeah tell us what i've given these uh episodes in the past i agree eamon and kyle that, that like the performance from pruitt is like pretty amazing like he does a great job with honestly not much like he's it's not like he has a lot of dialogue like a lot of his performance like the character is just his reactions and you know his fiddling and i i don't know it's uh it's a, a lot of action uh that he's got to do
2: this could easily be like too much this yes. character.
0: Yeah, I think he toes the line very well. He makes him yeah. sympathetic. Yeah, it's it's a good performance. Um like you said the villain needs to just be a little better and more interesting, but yeah, the moral question is like really rough and I think that's that's the biggest reason I'm giving this a 5 is that the emotional content and the moral question in this are so strong. Like I remember this episode, it's maybe the most vivid episode I remember from Highlander. I think that's maybe one reason I didn't cry when I watched it. Like cuz I remember crying to this before. Like this this episode is burned into my head and i think for good reason that it is interesting on almost every level save the villain so yeah i'm gonna give it a five i think this is like hardcore must watch and if people are curious about why highlander is compelling this is a very good one to have in the mix with other ones like mortal sins and you know uh, a lot of the other top performers
2: Bad day uh, in building a bad day
0: building hey or... <laughs> uh so yeah i'm gonna give it a five why not Wow. Do we have anything else to say before we wrap it up? We said it. All right. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Whoop, nope. <laughs> Guys, this has been a heavy episode. Leave that in. That's good. This has been a heavy episode to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but very interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thanks again for joining us this week. Next week's episode is going to be the much lighter Leader of the Pack, episode four from season four. I've been one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Angel. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Was Mikey, uh, vaccinated? (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: shit. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant whether he was vaccinated.